Alrighty, I think we're actually good to go. Finally, that took some time. Yeah, that took a that took a little bit of time to set up, eh? But Softwares. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm just thinking about us doing that first video. The intro. The intro video. I yeah. didn't get through that. No, that was that was that was a little rough. But um, all right, everyone. So um, here we are. Uh, this is been a long time coming and uh yeah i think this is going to be part of noosh podcast and uh whatever your podcast ends up being you can throw this on as well because kind of have some names picked out but yeah yeah we'll just keep keep it close to the chest until it comes out keep it quiet yeah don't don't just wing it um all right everyone so uh we just wanted to kind of while everything is fresh we want to sit down and have a chat about the 448 challenge that we did the Goggins challenge run by Mr. David Goggins himself. And um, so uh, for today's episode, I have my uh, brother in misery, Mr. Shion. Shion Julia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just give everyone a little backstory and uh, kind of a little bit about yourself. And then we'll get started and talk about why we decided to do this ridiculous challenge. Why did we decide to do this ridiculous, ridiculous challenge? That was your idea, by the way. Yeah, I, I brought it up. I know with you, I can just like bring up something I'm that's pretty sure tough. I'm sure everything we've done so far, all the events have been your idea. Yeah, because I, I know you're always like, as the Persians would say, paya. You're always like, you're always down to go. Yeah. So if I'm like, yeah. yo, this is this is really hard. So S- let's do Spartan it. Spartan was your idea. Yeah. X-Warrior was like a... It was a team, a, a team You effort. You were the one that was told about X-Warrior first. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't know about X-Warrior at first. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we just went from there. X Warrior was fun. X Warrior was sweet, actually. That was, yeah. that was actually pretty miserable too. Yeah. Um, that last lap with the uh, sandbag. So for anyone that doesn't know, it's the we're talking about the X Warrior Challenge, which is a, an obstacle course race that's run out of the Boneyard OCR, which is just outside of Edmonton, and um, basically it is a what was it a five k loop. That we did, or six k? Yeah, about five or six k loop with about uh, twenty or so obstacles on the loop, and you just kind of basically do it as many times as you can, and uh, you have the option to do what's called a heavy lap and carry a thirty pound sandbag on your shoulder or back or whatever you want to do for the entire loop. Loop. Yeah. yeah. While doing the obstacles. While when, doing. When you did the obstacles, you put it down and you picked it up at the end. Yeah. Well, I got yelled at because I threw the bag to the other end of the obstacle. And one lady told me it was dangerous, even though there was literally nobody standing in, around the obstacle. So, and I just looked at her. I was like, I didn't hit anyone. And she was like, still dangerous. I'm like, rules, man. Can't throw the okay, bag. whatever. But yeah, so. That was, a, that was a Titan one. So that was a Titan edition. We yeah. Did. Yeah. So we're the and, X-Warrior Titans. And what was the idea? The idea was you had six hours and you had to do as many laps as possible. Yeah. As many loops as you got on you. And uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So this guy, uh, I've known you for what, 20 years now? 20 years. Yeah. Like we met when you first moved to Canada and then. Which was. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I came two years before that, I think. And then, uh, yeah, and then we just kind of grew up together in a way. Yeah. But then, it did not look like this. 
No, no, God, no. You were shorter I and I was way fatter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Goggins challenge. challenge. Uh, Goggins challenge. Uh, what about David Goggins? Let's, let's have a chat about David Goggins, the man himself. The guy's crazy. Yeah. Um, his book is amazing. If you haven't mm-hmm. read it, please do. Yeah. The book is called Can't Hurt Me. Highly recommend. Yeah. I listened to the Audible, actually. I didn't actually read the hard copy book, mm-hmm. which was nice. I got yeah. to hear him read his own book. Yeah. Man, the, the hard copy book, uh, like, I've been trying to get it for a while now, and it's usually sold out. Like, if you go to, like, Indigo Chapters or anything, it's sold out. He's Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's signing a few copies. I mean, that'd be nice to get your hands on those. Yeah, I saw that on the website. So, and his website is davidgoggins.com, yeah. I think. But uh, I'll put the, I'll put a link in the description, as they say on all YouTube channels. Yeah. But this is in a YouTube video. But <laughs> we'll see how that Could goes. Be. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the brothers, the the misery brothers, and we'll just do hard challenges. Oh, we should do that. that would, I was actually thinking about that. I, I like I, I am so like I'm so in on just doing challenges and just yeah. recording all of them. Yeah. Because like. Honestly, it's really fun. I have a, like I have a lot of fun. No matter how yeah. painful they are, it's just I have a yeah. lot of fun. And I think you're the same way. Oh yeah, getting through them. Like especially, them. especially I think, I think the first Spartan that we did. I don't know if it, it was the same thing for you, but for me, um, I overthought it. I thought it was gonna be super tough, and I thought I was gonna be absolutely destroyed. Um, the first Spartan we did was the Red Deer Sprint, which is a 5K race. And how many obstacles was that? 13? I think, no, I think it was like 20 obstacles because they counted like jumping over the fences as obstacles too. Oh, okay. um, but uh, honestly, I ended up doing 90 burpees throughout it. And for, so for Spartans, every time you miss an obstacle, you have to do a, a burpee. But and by, um, and by miss, you mean if you fail the obstacle? If you fail the obstacle, yeah. you get one try. Um, and uh, yeah, I ended up doing third or 90 burpees so 30 burpees so i missed three obstacles and uh i still finished under the hour which was actually shocking to me i was very surprised you know what's crazy um watching the uh the times for the elites yeah. those guys completed in like 20 23 minutes yeah yeah but then we did kimberly and then there was kimberly and then there was kimberly yeah. that was that was quite possibly one of the hard, and I, honestly, that was harder than the Goggins challenge for me. Absolutely, like, like not even close. Like not even close. Goggins challenge was tough, yeah, because, um, like okay, so yeah, okay, we'll talk about Kimberly and then we'll get to the Goggins challenge. But, um, Kimberly, we had, God, like ten thousand feet of elevation, twenty thousand feet of elevation gain and lost like throughout the entire race, and it was about twelve k, with like twenty five obstacles. And the main obstacle was climbing that mountain. I was going to say the main <laughs> obstacle was the mountain. Like They didn't tell us about that, though. No. And I, did we, we know that we had before. to go up twice? I did not. I did not know we had to go. I, I was so looking forward to getting down. I sprinted down. I mean, I recorded it as much as I could on the yeah. GoPro. You see on the, in the video, I'm like sprinting down the hill because I was like, I want to get this done. I want to get through my obstacles. Yeah. And then you, you go all the way down. And then we did a few obstacles at the bottom, including yeah. a barbed wire crawl. <laughs> the worst which had worst setup for a barbed wire crawl I have ever had to deal with in my life. So it was like a barbed wire crawl and it was like 
it was pretty low. I would say probably like three feet depth. So you had to obviously crawl underneath, and it was about it wasn't it was about as wide as this table. Yeah, so like not a whole lot of room, like like four feet across, five feet across, maybe. Yeah, so you definitely have to go with singles. Like, there's no way yeah. two people go side by side. Yeah, but then I don't know why. So as 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 you're crawling, there's like this like thorn bush. <laughs> <laughs> the dreaded thorn. There's bush. Like this thorn bush, like in the middle of the of the ground, and like you can't go around it because it's not that wide. And I just remember like looking around. I'm like, has anyone else dealt with this? <laughs> <laughs> how, do you get, how do you get through this it was giant too like it was yeah and honestly like i remember when i was i got to the same thing and I'm like first of all you're crawling uphill so it wasn't yeah. even like and it wasn't like dirt ground that you were crawling on there was rocks like you were crawling on rocks. like yeah. pebbles and stuff like yeah. it was it was kind of a crappy crawl anyways yeah. and then you get to this ugly hard wooden thorn bush <laughs> that came out of nowhere <laughs> And you had no way other than just straight up go over it. I thought it was a joke. I don't understand. Like, it made no sense. I think they just forgot about one obstacle and they're like, oh, just put the barbed wire over there. And they just like and pointed just at a corner. Like, during the race. So just like, yeah. But then I remember when I was crawling, I was like, what the hell? And I looked over and I swear, like right beside the barbed wire, like not even five inches beside where the barbed wire ended was grass, complete grass. They could have just put it five inches over and you would have just missed this whole thing they did it on purpose they're just trying to yeah and honestly i think that's why i love spartan races and i've said this to a few people that have done them and they disagree with me but i feel like spartan races are designed to make you want to quit they're designed in a way that it puts you in these awkward situations and like awkward kind of things that you don't want to do like for example for someone that's short like do you have a seven foot wall that you have to scale and get over it? There was a nine foot wall too. And the nine foot wall. Yeah. And even when they put those little footsteps on it. Which didn't have the nine foot. Nine foot didn't have it. I don't know. No, no, you had to kind of jump up. You had to jump Which was at the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. The second time you went up, which was like, yeah. my legs didn't work. And I remember I just got to the front and I kind of just like hopped. And I remember feeling my fingers touch the top of this thing. And I'm like, oh my God. Do I have to do a pull-up to get over this thing? Like a full-on muscle-up just to get on this wall? And I basically grabbed on. And I remember I I actually ripped my shoes, like the front of my shoes, because I was like kicking the wall trying to climb this thing. And I finally get to the top, and I swung my leg over. First of all, didn't know there was the camera person that was taking photos throughout the race was sitting on the other side of this wall. So I swing my leg over this wall. And I'm so tired that my arms kind of give out. So I just end up sitting on the wall. And I crushed my nuts so hard. <laughs> and I remember feeling my soul half leave my... It was already leaving my body from the race. And I remember the last little bit left. Just like was like, okay, I'm gone. <laughs> and I just sat there. And I look over. And the girl's just smiling at me with the camera up. And she's just I taking photos. I got this on camera. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Are you kidding and of course i'm like okay flex your arms and so like in the photo that i got from them you can actually see like my triceps are like all flex and i look like real mean diversion exactly and i'm pretty sure it was like just them being nice and not posting the one that it looks like i'm I'm about to cry because <laughs> it was so painful but yeah just like every aspect of it or even um for example if, you, if you're afraid of heights when you have to crawl over the cargo net the cargo net pyramid 
in Red Deer. Yeah, so there was a frame, and then there was also just a vertical one. Yeah, and then um, in Kimberly, we had the Wall of Sparta. Remember, they oh, had yeah. to climb onto that wall and like just scale the wall, yeah. go to the top, and scale the other side back yeah. down. Yeah, that one was actually sweet. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, because I didn't I think I was gonna get it behind it. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, somehow we watched some YouTube videos for that one. We actually went into Kimberly pretty prepared for the for the obstacles. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, but we weren't prepared for running on a mountain and no. running uphill. Yeah, no. And, and my, wasn't that my the first time you ever had cramps in your life? First time ever. I don't even know what this feeling was. I just remember like my my legs felt like needles. Oh, it just felt like it just every step was like I was stepping on like a bed of needles. Oh God, I was really dehydrated. Yeah, and I treated that thing like I, I was not. I, no, I we thought we were so prepared. Remember that? Like we came in with gels, we came in with like salt pills. Didn't Dude, take any of it you to the race. Those. If I didn't have that, I would have died somewhere on the. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I actually finished because I, I I'm so, I, I treated that race like kind of like the sprint. I got up that morning. I yeah. ate my egg whites without salt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a cra- I know it's crazy. That's another conversation, though. I'm sick that way. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. I, I think it's just because I, I forgot to bring it and we didn't have salt. Maybe we did. I don't know. It's over. But no, just had yeah. eggs and spinach with tomatoes, and I had some oatmeal, and then a banana. Yeah, I think out of the three of us, because so we had another friend of ours, uh, Nicole, um, who's an absolute monster herself. She's a beast. Like she's a straight up beast. Um, she crushed it. She came in, what, second in her age group? Yeah. And even though she ended up throwing up after the race, which she, she said she's never done before. And, but, like, she actually had, like, sweet potatoes and eggs and kale and everything in the morning. Like, she had a proper meal. And I remember I made, what did I make? Like, like muesli or, like, cereal or something. And I had, like, eggs with it. And that was it. And then when we got to the race, we had we didn't eat before the race. No, and there were, like we ate in the morning, and then an hour and a half, two hours later, we raced. Yeah, so we like we, our body was already the out of the yeah. starting to get kind and of. What depleted. did you have with you? I had like those little energy gels that you bought. Yeah, I had like, two gels with me, and just the, our water packs. Yeah, that I was had it. a water pack. I had a protein bar, and I had BCAs, BCA, like just packets. Oh yeah, no, I didn't have any of those. I Which just had. I had to obviously dry scoop because like the pack. Yeah, was dry just scoop with a dry mouth. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, but like that was it. Like when you think about like how how we like went into the goggings challenge, mm-hmm. carving up continuously. Yeah. Now think about Kimberly. I had oh, like man. twenty grams of oatmeal and like, <laughs> and then raced for four hours. Yeah climbing ridiculous elevations yeah and not even flat it was not flat like we were like i i've gone i don't have that big of a problem going uphill like i'm not fast but i'm i'm fairly strong like i can usually muscle my way uphill but with this one i've never had to put my hands on my knees and like literally use the force of my hands pushing down to straighten my body out and just keep pushing upwards and i knew that if i stopped i would cramp up basically from my hips to my toes fully 
And when I got to the top, I'm like, okay, this is that's it. Like, sweet. The hard part is done. The rest is downhill. I get to the bottom. All the obstacles are at the bottom. And I was running down. And I remember because the elite started after us and finished before us, which was funny. That's how they started after us. They started after us because at one point, they, a couple of them were ran, running by me. And I'm running downhill, same like you, because I was like, okay, sweet. Like, I'm just going to, it's easier to run downhill yeah. than try to control your yeah. descent. And I'm running, and this guy's running beside me. And he looks over at me. He's like, hey, man, you're going pretty fast. Like, are you going to make it? I'm like, uh, and uh, of course, like, my ego kicks in. And in my head, I'm like, screw this guy. Like, you don't know me. I'm a beast, okay? I can oh, survive this. And then I run downhill, and he's like, he's like yeah, you got to come back up one more time. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if you saw my face at that moment, you would have just seen pure panic of like, excuse me, what the hell did you just say? And I'm like, what do you mean you have to come? He's like, yeah, this is just the first time down the mountain. You come back up the front. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Because by the time I got into the top, I already used both gels. So I had no food. Oh, dude, I used the gels like within the first five minutes. <laughs> Yo, you sprinted. I you did. you like fl- like went off off the, off the start. I did, yeah. Because I remember when I you went so off, I, I I looked back and there was like a big crowd be, be behind me. And I was like, I'm going to win. I want to kill this thing. And they're all looking at me like, this guy's going to fucking kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember just like running up. I was like, man, Sean's like straight up sprinting I, up. He's doing yeah, hills. He's yeah. running uphill. <laughs> like, I give it all. Yeah, I give it all. Yeah, but. It was fun. I was, I was good until about. Yeah, that second, that second climb really did it i yeah. didn't have any cramps until that second cl- climb yeah that and i think that point too like i was just like kind of mentally defeated knowing that i had to go all the way back up again yeah that second climb honestly i was i was i was basically the same i debated um i i debated quitting a lot during that um and i debated if i should literally hurt myself like fall down and hurt myself so I didn't have to say I faked an injury or didn't have to feel like I faked an injury. But for some reason, the entire time in my head, all I could hear was David Goggins standing on top of that hill telling me, quit being a bitch, keep pushing, you're not going to die. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And I was like, damn it. And I just, it, I, honestly, at one point, I was taking about 10 steps, taking a one-minute break, Taking 10 more steps, taking a one-minute break, taking 10 more steps. Because about a quarter way up the mountain the second time, I actually ran out of water. So I had no water with me either. Yeah. I'm parched. I'm it, like my throat had se- like completely locked up. Like I remember like I felt it like squeezing together. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, if it touches, it's going to get stuck. There's no liquid in there. And at one point, I was like, oh, no, I don't think I can make any noise. I think my throat closed. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like, I was debating going off trail and, like, finding a raspberry bush or something and, like, eating <laughs> leaves or something. Dude, I was in a, I was in rough shape. Some moisture, some water. Yo, when I got to the top, the guy standing at the water, water like, station, station, I could have asked that guy to marry me. I was so happy to see water, okay? I was like, you're doing such a good job. Thank you so much. Like, you volunteers make the world a better place. I was just thinking, why didn't they have water, like, halfway up the climb? Because it's Spartan. <laughs> it's they meant left, to make you cry. Yeah, they left the water at the top of the mountain. 
And yeah. then there was like three back to back. I don't need this now. Like I've already yeah. fueled up. Yeah, because closer to the end, especially there was like yeah three water stations like back to back. I'm like, where were they when they needed it? Yeah, I was like, dude, I already died a few times. Like I I asked the guy, I was like, can I use one of these jugs to fill my water pack? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I'm like filling my water pack, and the water's pouring into my shoes, and it was the greatest feeling because yeah, it was so cold nice. water, and I'm like, oh my god, I can feel my feet again. And then, yeah, just kept on going. Just. What was your favorite obstacle? Um, I don't remember them all now, but mm, favorite obstacle. Um, actually, um, the monkey rings, the uneven rings. It was like oh, right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, even though I failed it, and I, I failed it at every Spartan we've we've done now, and I've always failed it on the last ring. Because I just. Like I can't. I'm not very good at swinging into it. You didn't catch the last ring, or you didn't hit the bell. I I didn't catch the last ring, oh. so I went. I reached up for it, and my hand slipped off of it, and then I just didn't have enough strength to hold on. Like I'm, I was at the time, I was 240 pounds. I was still pretty heavy then. Yeah, I was heavier than I am now. Yeah, but yeah, like I remember, I reached out and I like I slipped, and I, I'm holding on with one hand. I'm like, come on, you gotta just tough it out just reach up and i like try to move like kind of like pull with one arm and like reach up and i was like no this isn't happening not happening no you're, you're just gonna just just suck it up and do burpees <laughs> like and then yeah i did 90 burpees throughout that race too because i failed three obstacles I, d- I did some burpees on the kimberly i don't remember how many yeah it was 30 every time you failed 30 every time you failed yeah it was like an honor rule um there were some people that like they're like oh i failed this obstacle kind of look around nobody's there just kind of keep running yeah i'm like oh you bastard yeah. how dare you ruin the integrity of yeah, the sport I, know. I wouldn't feel right yeah like it, it would have just bugged that's me that's not what we're in it for no no it's just a self-challenge right yeah and then uh yeah that was honestly the the end was phenomenal like like getting over i actually thought i was gonna fall into that fire that you have to jump over at the end My, yeah <laughs> it was like trying to conserve my energy closer to the end to like jump over that fire and i was like oh my god and in the photo they have you can see me my hands are up and it looks like i'm i'm like celebrating but i was literally using Momentum. the swing of my arms to pull me up i was like ah. <laughs> like this fire is like was, was like, it even a real fire it was yeah they, fire. They, it was like smoldering like, like this big like two I, feet. I, I thought i was gonna be able to make it no no it was like two feet yeah i was yeah. like it's gonna hurt landing on the other side yeah but yeah, I remember I came through and like I remember the whole time I was thinking I was like, man, Shana and Nicole are probably like already changed and they're like chilling and like hanging out, like you know having a beer or something. And I come come out and I see Nicole like running up to me. She's like, oh my god, you finished! And she like gives me a hug, and I'm like looking. I was like, where's Shana? And she's like, oh, he's over there. And I look and you're just like on the ground, both legs straight. You're like, dude, I crapped. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay and you're like i've never crapped before <laughs> it was, i was so confused yeah i was really confused yeah i thought something had seriously gone wrong with my legs dude i think something went wrong in terms of us getting like actual like some sort of heat stroke or like ex- like pure like dehydration yeah. or like exhaustion yeah because my brain wasn't working well at the end there and I, I chose to wear, wear a black shirt like you gotta, little, good, you gotta look good, man. You gotta look good, bro. <laughs> oh my god! And I took it off. It'll probably make it worse, but yeah, I took it off. No, I took off my shirt for most of it. Yeah, I, I dropped it like five times. So like, 
at one point I was running and I hear someone yell behind me. He's like, you drop your shirt. And I'm like, what? And I turn around and in my head, I'm like, I should just tell him to keep it. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go back. back for this. So I literally walked back uphill to go grab this shirt from him and then ca- came back downhill. And in my head, I'm like, dude, why? Like, I lost four toenails in that race. It took like a year and a half. That was a fun race. Oh, man, I want to do it again. But they're not doing Kimberly anymore. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. But it would be great. It would be great if we could. So you're saying this year, to, we're supposed to be talking about the Goggin Challenge, but like yeah. the Spartans is so much fun. Yeah. Um, you said this year they're doing um, Golden. Golden. Yeah. Golden. I've skied Golden. Is it as serious as Kimberly? It's more serious. That mountain is more steep than Kimberly, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Like, and if they make you get to the peak of that mountain, they're absolutely evil human beings. Because that mountain is like, it is a high mountain. From the foothill, from where the basically the chateau is for the um, the ski, for like for a kicking horse, for the kicking horse resort. Um, I think every time we took the gondola, it was about 10 minutes just to get to the top, 10, 15 minutes to get to the top. And it's gondolas moving. Like, it's not a slow one. When is when is uh, the super? Do you know? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, no. But I know I know Red Deer is in August. And everything falls before that for anything on the we- uh, in Western Canada. So Before August. Okay. Yeah. That's coming up. If you're going to do Golden, you got to yeah. start training some elevations. Yeah. That elevation was pretty serious. Like... Yeah, I know we're How do you train about elevation? Like, they had, like we live in had Edmonton. some serious issues, some serious like medical issues with that race before. Yeah, I Can't think that's really... why they stopped it. Yeah, like yeah. They, they've had people like need like emergency. They have first aid yeah. stations and stuff. And in terms of the fact that we were there for the like the trifecta weekend, and super happens on the first day. I think it was on the first day that, and then there was supposed to be sprint the day after. There was something before when we started. Because remember, it was we the ultra. Out... Oh, yeah. It was yeah. the people that it did the ultra, the fifty k, which is unreal. Yeah, we we got to do one. You know, we got to do, do one. Do you think they went up and down the mountain a couple times? Three times. Oh my god. Yeah, but they went up, down, up, down, and then halfway up again, and then looped back. Wow. Yeah, that halfway up would have been up the front face again, which is even harder on the backside. But. In general, it was, yeah. But Golden would be fun. Um, Golden would actually be a blast to do. Um, yeah, it would be sweet. But, hey, COVID's kind of messed the plans up for a lot of these races, right? So we'll see. They've, they've already rescheduled like this, the new um, calendar that they put out for the Canadian races. It was... Um, it's a it's a new calendar because they released one like a month ago and then they released a new one again. So, so it's already being rescheduled again. It's already been rescheduled once, and hopefully we get to race. I don't know how they're gonna do it because like it's it's not really close contact per se, but just people touch, are touching stuff, touching right? the same things, and there's no way they can clean it between yeah. people. And you are huffing and puffing. There is no way you're gonna, I'm gonna wear a mask through a Spartan race. No. Well, I mean, yeah, it does get congested. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say you're pretty spaced out, but some some obstacles you're close. 
Yeah. I guess we'll see. Like monkey bars, you always have to kind of wait. Yeah. Um, the cargo nets. Cargo nets, you always have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, hey, yeah. Goggins was nothing compared to that, but that was still a challenge. Yeah. Goggins was a different kind of challenge. That was more... Um, the one thing we didn't have to deal with with Spartan was sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. With Goggins, we had a lot of that. Yeah. So... All right, so um, I guess we'll we'll get right into the Goggins challenge. Yeah. Um, that was so, a nice little quick intro. Yeah, the quick the little uh, <laughs> what is it? Twenty minute intro? I could talk Thirty about minute intro? All day. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Always, I, I'm yet, always down to talk about Spartan. Yeah. Like it, 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 literally just talking about it pumps me up to do more races. I actually, I actually, Spartan was great. I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed X Warrior though. X Warrior was fun. The obstacles were like different kind of challenge. Yeah. I remember the propane tank carry. <laughs> yeah. Boy, did that hurt. <laughs> that was, I know it sounds kind of ridiculous that we're complaining about carrying propane tanks. That's when you had no grip. Yeah. And they put this weird PVC pipe. Some of them had thing. it. Not all of them. Some of them had it. Some of them were just the. Oh. Yeah. I tried to find the ones that had it. Yeah. But like. Every time, because the ones that I grabbed every single time on all the, because we did three loops and on all three laps, when I grabbed it, oh, yeah, because the time we had the heavy lap, I remember, we did, did we have to carry the sandbag while we were carrying the propane tanks? I don't remember. We might or did we put it down and then come back and pick it up? I think we put it down. I know a few of them we put on our backs while doing the obstacle, but I don't remember which ones they were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I remember when I grabbed it, like, this PVC pipe was, like, makeshift that was put on. And I think somebody used, like, a butter knife to cut this thing. Because it was not a straight cut. <laughs> so I remember when I grabbed it, it pinched oh, yeah. my skin too. so hard. And I'm like, I'm beast. I got this. I, I got to stop doing that in races, man. Like, I got to just, like, stop for a millisecond and readjust instead of pushing my body into, like, genuine pain. It's I don't think I will. Challenge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. I just, that just, I don't know. That just came to me. That propane tank it was just such a simple obstacle yet. I had, yeah. Forearms were completely dead. I think the one that actually gave me a huge pause was um, jumping off that little, uh, like, 20-foot drop oh, into yeah. that giant airbag. And, yeah, that was that was fun. And it was funny because I was saying, like, I remember you saying you're, like, you're not a big fan of heights. No. And no. That I, was okay for me, but, like, yeah. more than that, no. Yeah, but, like, for me, like, I was like, oh, whatever. This sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to, like, try to do a flip. I remember I looked over and my body's like, take six steps back, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing, crazy person? Like, okay, you were, we're not going to kill here? ourselves today. What are, why, why are you are jumping off this? Like, but yeah. Like, yeah, that was, that was all right. Yeah, I had to pause every single time on that. And I remember I did such a little baby jump, just like no height. I just like took a step off and I was like, land on your back. What's the worst that can happen? You At least you won't see the ground hit you. Like, yeah. And. Yeah, jeez. X Warrior was a lot of fun. I remember there was like this upside down. Do you remember the upside down monkey bar? Oh yeah, the one I quit on and smashed my I face couldn't make into it the bar. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't grip onto anything at that point. Yeah, but that was because that was it. Wasn't even like monkey bars. It was loose. Like loops. it was like yeah, it was like loops and then like these bars that were held up by then, chains. Yeah, and then it switched to you're upside down and then it switched to like just hanging rods. Yeah, Wait, was that? Yeah, that yeah, was that, that the one, hanging right? rod. Oh no, the hanging rods was another one. They had to like basically monkey 
like so monkey bar through rod, yeah. vertical hanging rods, God. like testing out your grip. And then there was those chains that you had to like, or no, it was the, the like the planks that you had to hang on and they were on chains. So they like rocked back and forth and you had oh, to kind yeah. of shimmy across. Oh, yeah. And then the tiles. Do you remember the, the cement tiles that you had to carry, like pinch grip carry? Dude, my forearms were cooked That's after why those. I, the forearms, yeah. And then there was logs. We had to carry yeah. logs. Was that Spartan or was that X Warrior? No, we had to carry logs. Yeah, yeah we, we had to, to carry, carry logs. logs, flip tires. Yeah. Uh, the tire flip was fine. The tire flip was like the fun part for me. Yeah, yeah. We trained for that. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love flipping tires for working out. Yeah. Should do that. Such like a primal movement. Yeah. Are you ever going to need to flip a giant tractor tire? No, but why not? It's way more fun than just lifting dumbbells. Yeah, that's for sure. true. Yeah, functional training, right? Yeah. But once again, we got one on a, off on a tangent that wasn't I the know, Goggins yeah. Challenge. We figured this was going to happen, though. Yeah. But. Have fun with it. Yeah. God. But Goggins. Mr. David Goggins. I think every one of these races that we did, though, at least for me, the main kind of a. Um, like forced to kind of push through and like want to do the event was David Goggins and was reading that book. Yeah, that book had a big influence in yours. You're saying in Kimberly, yeah. it was just like, he just like, oh, dude, like, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, that book changed my entire life. The impact that that had on me as a person, it, I grew up after reading that book. Yeah. Like, it made me realize the way I was living my life and, and like the shortcuts I was taking, thinking that, you know, I was making my life easier for myself was not only making it harder, but it was making my future almost impossible. And yeah. And for a lot of people that don't know the backstory on this, I was, oh man, I was 320 pounds at one point, um, three years ago. Like, at my heaviest, I was 320. Um, and just because I'm tall, it doesn't, it didn't really look it. At least what, that's what everyone told me. It looked it. It looked it. Straight up. I'm sorry, bro. I got no, no, it I looked got, it. I got to tell you straight up. No. I have pictures. Yeah. Trust me. I know. Why don't you, do you ever post, you should post, post the, like, the pre, 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 pre pictures. Yo, in a, in a weird way, I don't even recognize that person anymore. Like Crazy, when I look right? at it, look at I'm just like, now. oh my God, that was me. Like, it's like, it's like a chat. It's like a very bad story yeah. and like a really bad kind of a, it's like a bad, it's, it's like a nightmare identity, right? that like I kind of got through. Like there was a lot of good that happened during that time. Like, don't get me wrong. I still love eating food. Yeah. I, I love food. Yeah. And you know, I love being gluttonous. I love being lazy. I love yeah. taking shortcuts. Yeah. But Something about that person at that time, I was in a really dark place and like it, I never really appreciated what I could do. I would always say I will do this one day, but I never said I am going to do this. It was always this thing that one day will come. It was, it was something in the future. It was never something immediate. And yeah, just... I remember reading his, like here, actually the first time I heard him, I heard Goggins was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. Um, and he's talking about his, because I was, I was kind of scrolling, was right when I started listening to podcasts. 
and I was kind of scrolling through. I was trying to lose a little bit of weight. I'd lost like five, 10 pounds. And I realized I was like, oh, oh, this guy's cool. Like I, ever since I was a kid, I've dreamt about being in the special forces and being a Navy SEAL or being like Delta Force or just being, being a hardcore badass, you know? And I was like, man, like I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm like, I'm just like gearing to go. Like, this is awesome. But I knew, like, I knew what it would take. I was, I was enough of a realist to know that I would never actually become that person or I could never achieve what they can achieve. And Goggins, like, I'm listening to him. I was like, oh, this guy's an ex-Navy SEAL. He runs ultra marathons. I was like, what the hell is an ultra marathon? Marathons are already ridiculous as it is. And I'm, I'm, like, listening, and he's, like, talking about, you know, how he was... 297 pounds when he walked into the Navy SEAL like recruitment office and they basically laughed at him. They're like, what are you talking about? You're, you can't be a Navy SEAL. Look at you. Like they were straight up about it. They were like, dude, no, you're fat. You can't be a Navy SEAL. And this guy was in the military before. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just like, and I was listening to him. I was like, holy crap. And then he just t- starts talking about his life. I'm not going to give the whole Goggins life story because people need to read this book. Yeah. It will change their lives. And everybody can take something from this story. It doesn't have to be about weight loss. It doesn't have to be about changing your life. There is something in there for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I remember I just after listening to it, because I remember I, I told you one day, I was like, I was like, dude, read this guy's book. Like, holy crap, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, just I listened to it. I was like, okay, well. I don't know, something resonated with him. The darkness that he lived in and the darkness that he felt like he was in, that pit, that kind of that self of like self-loathing, like feeling like you are a disgusting being kind of thing. And like, you're not worth it. You're not, you're never going to be anything. You're settling all the time. And it just, something clicked right then and there. And I just decided enough is enough. And I quit smoking like three days later. And haven't touched a cigarette since. And tried to control my diet. And God, was there a lot of trial and error. Holy crap. Like, looking back on my diet, now that I'm actually aware of, like, how to properly eat, how to properly train, I was overtraining. I was going, doing the whole feast and famine thing. Mm. Like, I was fasting, quote unquote, for, like, God, two days. Like I was literally not eating myself. I was starving myself. And I ended up losing a lot of muscle mass. And that's why I lost a lot of weight really quickly. Because my body was just malnourished. And then eventually I started kind of getting my head back and like realizing. I was like, and the, that's the beauty of progress, right? You start seeing a little bit of progress and boom. You're good to go. And you just keep pushing forward. It takes a few attempts. Like nutrition-wise. Mm-hmm. It's not like... It's not like you just have your first go at it. All of a sudden, you're disciplined. All of a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, like even though you have like this new perspective now, mm-hmm. and you know what you're chasing, it doesn't happen immediate. Yeah, it doesn't. It takes some like back and forths, but more forward than backwards, and you yeah. start seeing progress. Yeah, the immediate progress, though, and this is what I try and tell people is the feeling you get. Mm-hmm immediately after you finish a workout like you feel good yeah right you can't rely on the physical progress right away because that's going to take a few months mm. 
but what's immediate is how great you feel right after you work out. Yeah, like you're right away. you're sore, but you feel you're good. sore and you just feel good. Like you just like you yeah. just, like you you exerted energy. You did something productive. You did something towards mm-hmm. a betterment of your health. Yeah, and you just feel good that okay, I took an hour, thirty minutes, do this thing that I mm-hmm. have been putting off, some challenge that. I couldn't get myself to do before. So look like mini challenges. Yeah. And then you start seeing progress. And then that motivates you to keep going. To mm-hmm. keep going. And it's just being realistic with it too. Like you're being realistic with your progress. Yeah. Like you're not going to get shredded in a month. No. Anybody that tells you that, get six-pack abs in 60 days. You won't. You know the funny thing? Like everybody, like I remember personally. Mm-hmm. Personally, I remember like when I was 13 or 14, working out, I was working out with like my dad at the time. We had like one or good solid like workout sessions. And I was like, so how long is it going to take? I remember like, listen, everybody's asked this question Mm -hmm. at some point throughout their fitness journey. Yeah. I was like, so how long, like how many more months? I was like, how many more months do I have to do this to like. Look like Arnold. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I just, because, because it's uncomfortable. Like you're doing that thing that you dreaded. Now you're doing it and you're like, okay, you're looking for that time frame. Like how long, how long? Yeah. And the last thing you want to hear is like, it's going to take years. Yeah. God. But you're not doing it for that. That's what I'm saying. And years of consistency. And consistently. Yeah. yeah. Consistently. Yeah. That's the one thing. Honestly, I, I attribute this to you. Because right when I started going back to the gym, because, like, you know, I played every sport imaginable except volleyball because volleyball is fucking weird. Sorry if you're a volleyball player. I'm not a fan. Um, just, just not make sense just to me. It's not a sport. None of you, though. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you guys are awesome. We used to play a lot of volleyball, like, back in Iran. Yeah, like, I, I'll play volleyball for fun, but, like, competitive volleyball. and cement. I think, I think I have, I'm a bit salty about volleyball because I have the absolute worst vertical and like the concept of like repeatedly jumping especially with my bad knees nope i'm good even basketball right now for me is just like it's it's dangerous but like i i'm 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 ever since i was a kid i've been in sports like i started wrestling when i was really young i started doing karate when i was really young um basketball like and we're talking like single digit age okay like Mm -hmm. i started like four or five kind of thing and my family, especially like my grandpa, he's always all about going out and like, you know, the first barbell I ever put up over my head was my grandpa's. And when I was like six years old and I remember he was like, he was shocked. He like grabs my mom. He's like, look at what your kid's doing. It's like, he put that barbell. It was a, it was an adult barbell. And I was like, grandpa, look, cause I remember seeing him lift it all the time. And I've just picked it up and put it over my head. And I've always loved activity and being active mm-hmm. and but at the same time, it's like the other side of my personality. I love being lazy. So it was just, it just never really worked. And I think everybody loves being lazy. Let's get real. True, true. It's and just knowing like when nobody, to turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think you could ask a single person. Like Goggins probably loves being lazy. Yeah. It just depends how, it's your willpower. Yeah. Like how much of that laziness do you tap into? Yeah. And how often do you listen to it? Oh man, That's it was really what it comes down to. It is honestly like, it's just, and I would give into my inner 
as Goggins would put it, the inner bitch. I would give into it all the time. And it sucked, you know? It was it wasn't something that I'm proud of and I still give into it on the daily, actually. Um it's it's a constant bal- battle. It's an everyday battle. It's not it's n- not something it's ever really going to go away for me. Yeah. But knowing that I can beat it is three quarters of the battle. It's not even half the battle. Just knowing that the possibility is there for me to beat it and all I got to do is just catch myself in that window that that inner bitch is extra weak and just being like, nope, and just pull out right there yeah. and just then I'm moving again. And it was you, man. Like it, I remember when I started going back to the gym because like, as I said, like I'm, I love the gym. I love working out. I love lifting weights, like lifting heavy weights all the time. Like it was sweet. And I was a big guy, so I could move a lot of weight. And I remember you were like, you were like, dude, you haven't been to the gym in a while. So uh, just take it easy. Just like start slow and like just build up the habit. Just build up the consistency. And that's the key. I, I remember this like clearly. We were standing on a friend's driveway. And <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Standing on a driveway and we're talking about working out. And I'm telling you like, yeah, man, like I want to get back in shape. Like we should work out together. And like, and it just resonated with me for some reason. Like I was, I made myself so open during that time to like change that. Like I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to change my system. Maybe I need to change the way I think. Yeah. And yeah, that's all it was. I just took it easy. I, cause usually I would go to the gym, go hard for a couple of days, be sore for a month and then never go back. And it sucked. You know, it was brutal. You know, I was thinking about, like, I was thinking about what it takes for someone to really want to make that change. That's something that's, like, been on my mind mm-hmm. the last few weeks is what needs to line up, what needs to really happen mm-hmm. or take place, or at what point do you need to get to to, like, really be like, okay, I'm going to do this now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not just like, not just in passing when like you're just hanging out with friends and then they're talking about working out and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it too. Not not that. I mean to really like get yourself to do it. Like what does it take? Like that lifestyle change? Yeah. Yeah. At what point do you like start doing it really for yourself? And it's not no longer about just saying it. It's mm-hmm. about like, holy shit, I need to do this. And the answer yeah. I came up with one was health crisis. True, true. That, which also ties into depression, but like mm. like heavy depression or just yeah. depression in general it doesn't have to be like an yeah. intensity to it. I think it takes something dramatic. I think as long as you're comfortable, like that's what honestly that for me I was just mm-hmm. I was not in a good place, right? And I not like that I was, I wasn't like so far, like I wasn't like really depressed or anything, but. I just, yeah, I just, um, I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel, I didn't feel confident. That was the biggest thing. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel confident at all. Like throughout junior high. Yeah. Very early on. Yeah. I I didn't feel confident in my body. Yeah. You went through a big change too. Like I remember I didn't see you for like a year. And then you went from like little chubby five, like five foot six kid to like suddenly you were like six feet, like toned muscular and i was like all right there growth spurt what the hell just happened to you in a matter of a year 
And I think I, it was around the time you started, you hit high school was when you started like lifting. High school I really started getting into, yeah. Yeah. I think and grade like, 11, I was like, I had spares. I remember just like going to my morning classes and then after war, after school, just, mm-hmm. uh, I remember just, I had a routine, like a specific, I would eat an apple and go to the YMCA, run on the treadmill, hit yeah. the weights, go home. I've never heard about this routine. I'm yeah. actually curious. That's when it really started. It was, it was, it was when I was after in, in high school. It was during high school after yeah. uh, after class. That's crazy. That's kind of where it started. Wow. And then university really kind of pushed it. Because I, I hung out with like a, my group of friends that we studied mm-hmm. with and like went through school together. Um, that was a big part of their routines too. So that really kept me accountable. So we would always like, we'd be like, no, like we have like, eight classes we have labs you have all this crap to do like no we're just gonna go work out for an hour we're doing it yeah like i'm and they'd be like even if like you weren't convinced your buddy would be like well i'm going to the gym now there's no like there's no you don't want to be left out there's no like trying to convince like and then you'd be like oh god this guy's gonna come back in an hour he's gonna be all like refreshed and just you know i'm gonna be like two questions ahead it's not worth it i'm going yeah that's see having good people around you and having people that so actually like push important. you oh, for yeah. it or even not, not even push you just like s- someone that's like willing to do it with you and yeah. like willing to go through the misery yeah is it it's it's world's different and i i, I know it's it's kind of hard to say because some people don't have someone to go to the gym with but this is what i always tell people it's i started like, off yeah sorry go ahead well no that's the thing like it's just like like I started, actually, I think I started with the YMCA too in in like grade nine. That was a thing, man. I had a buddy of mine. Yo, YMCA came through for both Played of us. Played basketball. That was nice too. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah, just like that was my warm up. Yeah, yeah. Three hours of basketball because I didn't want to go home and like do homework. Basically, yeah, <laughs> it was better than that. Like it just YMCA was where it starts. It honestly, it is. It's a great place. A lot of weirdos. A lot of weirdos in the YMCA. A lot of old guys deciding to dry off their hamstrings by putting their foot on the bench and ta- having a full-blown <laughs> conversation with you butt naked. But it's, yeah, it was great. It's also, like, let's like, like talk about the confidence, though, it takes to be in a gym. Mm-hmm. It's the little things, man, that, like, yeah. you got to talk about. Like, it's, like, for me, it worked out because I was there at, like, 2 p.m. It wasn't the rush hour or anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it was busy. Yeah it's intimidating yeah you see all these guys that are like super jacked yeah like super fit especially when you're a kid and you're looking at the yeah. dude doesn't even and have to like be that jacked you like see a little a, bit of muscle definition you're like oh, yeah this and dude is a bodybuilder <laughs> it's yeah. intimidating you're squatting yeah. with like 10 pounds on each side yeah just goes to your head yeah like, and i remember i used to get injured a lot i still do but i used to get injured a lot more when I was younger, because I would always just try to show off. And it wasn't until I got a little older that I started, as you said, like working out for yourself, Mm -hmm. not for anybody else. It's you against you. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good place to be. It's it, but it's hard. It's hard to get to it. It is. It's a, it's a, it's like staring in a mirror Mm -hmm just in absolute silence and it's just you versus you there's nobody else who cares what the other guy beside you is lifting and 
you know, I still I still have to check my ego in the gym. Mm-hmm. But the, man, the, and it, this is gonna sound like such a gym bro thing to say, but the iron is a great humbler. If you get oh, over is. yourself, it will. It doesn't matter who you are. It'll beat your ass. It doesn't care. Yeah, fifty pounds is fifty pounds for me or yeah. Arnold. Like it's yeah. physics. Like it's a universe. Yeah. Like it will it will bash you if you're not careful. Yeah. yeah. But like going back to what you were saying, like for people being being intimidating for people to go into the gym. Yeah. First day into the gym. Yeah. And I never get. I, n- I never understood that for a lo- for a long time. But now I'm starting to understand it more as I've gotten older, because. I look back on, or I just look around, just going to the gym and seeing people. And funny enough, I'm actually too shy to go up to someone that I know is new. Or I see them come to the gym very often and they're like out of shape and they're doing workouts kind of weird. But like they're still coming every single day. Like I go to the gym every single day if I could. Okay. I take one day off because otherwise like it would just be an absolute mess. But I see these guys there at the exact same time every single day and the days that i don't see them it kind of bums me out because i'm like oh my god did he quit like maybe i should have said something maybe i should have gone up to this guy been like man i've seen you here like almost every day good for you like hell yeah get after it that kind of shit would have meant the world to me i know right same with me when i was in that state god it's all you're thinking is your insecurities in your head like oh this guy's lifting funny this guy doesn't know what he's doing you know, yeah, so and it just, takes some like reality check to be like, "Yo, you're here." That's yeah, all. that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, hey, the, you don't have to even lift weights; just get on the freaking treadmill for yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, like, don't be weird and like try to act like you're like you know more than you are in the gym because there is always someone in the gym that's stronger, f- more fit, has higher endurance than you. That's just the fact of it. But. Like, don't walk around like you're an alpha, but at the same time, know that a lot of those people that are giants and super shredded and alphas in the gym, they're just as insecure as you are. And that's why they go every day. Yeah. Because they are afraid of reverting back to what yeah. they were. Yeah. And it's it's hard to convince people, man. It's really hard to convince people of that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't really, yeah. You got, you just got to be like, you got to be super confident within. That's really all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Even when you get fit, even when you get, like you hit your whatever fitness goals or physique that you want to hit, that those insecurities don't go away. It's just you have like a different perspective about them. Yeah. Like you have they like, change. Your insecurities change. Yeah, like you become it's like you about have other like stuff. self-belief a little yeah. bit. You're like, okay, these are stupid. Because what it is is like when you like when you have like a physical transformation, mm-hmm. you kind of prove to yourself that you're capable of something. Yeah. Something that's not easy to do. Otherwise, everybody would be fit. It's very easy to get fat or yeah. overweight. True. Right? It's hard to go to the gym an hour every single day. It's hard to be at the gym and have the focus to do something that moves you along your goal mm-hmm. it's hard to do that but when you do it it's almost like all right i got myself to do something hard mm-hmm. what else can i do yeah right? and it yeah. translates to life oh yeah like That's really what confidence easily. is yeah confidence is doing something that you didn't think was possible and then slowly you just get more and more confident mm-hmm. you never become like 
forever, right? It's the long game. Yeah. A lot of people want that quick fix and it's not going to come. Like, sorry. I used to do, like, I used to go on the internet and buy, like, fat pills. So did I. I would, like... Dude, I dude, I'm the like, connoisseur. Oh, this is the one. I was like, this is the one. I'm gonna yeah. have. I want. I'm gonna get two bottles of this. Yeah. And I'm gonna just take these pills. Did you ever get sick from them? No, I never really committed to them. I was all. I was always scared mm-hmm. that like, I was taking something I didn't know. But I would always buy into it. Yeah. I'd always order the bottles. Just like random, like like natural stuff. But yeah. like it would be like, yeah, take this bottle, and it's like some sort of like, shit like that. Yeah, some yeah. sort of like ex- extract, which is like really increase your metabolism, and it's just gonna shred the fat. Yeah, sign me up, dude. I took that. Do you know you did that when you were younger? Never worked. Yeah, I did that in my adulthood. I did that in my twenties. Like, and now I can look back and like own up to it because I was hella ashamed. Yeah, like. God, I the amount of money I've spent on ridiculous like yeah. dietary pills. Holy crap. Like God, it feels like such a weight lifted off my shoulders and I'm saying that. <laughs> like you don't even understand. It feels like such a burden that I'm like cuz it always made me feel like such a fraud. But I'm like all of my transformation didn't happen because of those. I never took it during my transformation. Yeah. It like, work, man. It's all no, I took it other stuff. Like, yeah, I took like thermogenic stuff and like, oh, it's gonna like, you know, increase your lo- core body temperature and shit like that. And like, all it did was, I'm sorry if this is too, too much information, but all it did was just give me ridiculous diarrhea yeah. or, you know, give me ridiculous like pimples and acne. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Where is this coming from? And in my head, I'm like, am I taking steroids? Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. And, like, coming from an athlete background, any sort of, like, performance enhancer and stuff like that, it was, like, you broke the code in my mind. Yeah. Like, how dare you ruin the integrity of the sport? And for me, fitness was more of a lifestyle thing. And, yeah, it wasn't until about four years ago now that I actually, like, realized it was, like, no, 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 this isn't. This isn't it. This Some isn't the fix, way. Man. Yeah, this isn't the way. Not to anything. Not to. And the beautiful thing is you can now start applying that logic to everything else. Mm-hmm. You can apply that to your like financials. You can, there's no quick fix to get rich. Yeah. Right? You start seeing some like commonalities. That's yeah. when it start, really starts happening. There's universal awesome. laws. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, like it took this many years to like get to this level of like health and mm-hmm. fitness or physique. All right, it's starting to make sense why all these like rich people like Warren Buffett and Elon Musk like it's going to take time. Yeah. Like, all right, I've done this before. I can kind of imagine what this is like for your financials too. Let's get to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. It's Have not- you seen where Amazon started from? Speaking of that, the, gr- the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny little thing and like one desk, one computer. That was it. Selling books. Yeah. So started. Richest man on earth. Yeah. That's I think he is. I think he's still the richest guy on earth, right? Uh, yeah. Or did Elon Musk take over? No, I think he's, he's up there. I think there, Jeff definitely. Bezos is like the richest man. He might be. Yeah, I haven't checked. Yeah. Like, but, you know, how long did that take him? Yeah. How how long did it take for Amazon to become the Amazon we know? In the last maybe five years, ten years. Yeah. It takes a long time. Not even. In the last five years. I'm saying, man, like the whole perspective changes. Yeah. Like you start, you, you kind of stop looking for shortcuts. 
because you you understand like like it's a proven concept. You're like, all right, if I just put my head down and I work, work hard, I want to get results. Okay, same thing though. You apply that to your like whatever you're doing. It's not gonna be easy. It's not a guarantee either. Mm -hmm. You got to do it for a long period of time, and but yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do now with like whatever I do with my career, right? Yeah. It's like it's like this, what I'm trying to say is it's the mindset, it's a perspective. Yeah. And you know, it's actually funny. I while we were talking, I like kind of like looked over on my bookcase and I saw the one book I I gave you the Jocko Willink book. Oh yeah. So the first book I got from his wasn't actually the uh, Extreme Ownership. It was another book called The Field Manual, and it's about how to do things. So. It, it, that's a terrible explanation of what the book's about. But literally, the book is called Discipline Equals Freedom. True. And it blew my freaking mind. And I was like, and it's such a simple phrase, and I read it over and over again, and it just didn't make sense to me. I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, this is like one of those catchphrases. Then I read the book, and it's just like maybe f- like – giant text on each page like it's not really anything that's like super in-depth or anything like that but the words make sense the guy is about being concise right he's navy seal for people that don't know who jocko willink is look him up his book extreme ownership is amazing especially if you're in business or like anything honestly like it's just good for life extreme ownership and dichotomy of leadership those two books are fantastic field manual amazing Discipline equals freedom, even better. And he also does children's books. Does he? Yeah, he does children's books to like teach kids how to like own like basically all the stuff that he teaches adults, he teaches kids. His Instagram Instagram videos are so funny. Yeah. yeah. You think David Goggins has intensity, look at Jog. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. He like starts like this and he like and he gets louder as he talks and yeah. he's like, ow. Yeah. And he just and the one thing, actually, once again, Joe Rogan's podcast was where I first saw Jocko. And they were talking about how every every day his first Instagram post is just his watch. At 4 o'clock in the morning is when he wakes up and he takes in the, takes a picture of his watch. Yeah. Get to work. And that's all it is. Like, he doesn't put a crazy description. He doesn't put a you billion see the hashtags. Workouts. You see the watch and you see the sweat. Yeah. He just puts in the work. He just doesn't care what you say, what you think. Doing it for himself. Just does his business and just yeah. gets it done. And that's all it's about. And like he's such a good example, not like think of think of someone like that that's like that routine is such a big like it's a part of him now. Yeah. Now what happens like if you were just to pull that out? If you were to take that away from him, what would happen? He'd be like messed up in the head yeah like he would not feel stable like he would like yeah. that's his that's what grounds him that's what like the system is this the system would break for him it would but then someone like him and i find this with people that are very strong-minded and like strong-willed no matter what they are so confident in themselves and their own ability that no matter the adversity that's around them they will adjust they will fix this their situation to survive and thrive in that situation. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'll find a way. Yeah, yeah. There's always a way. You'll find a way. But like, let's just say I'm saying like for, as an experiment, like if you were to take that one thing that like mm-hmm. gives him, 
like that, that kind anchors of that push. him. Yeah. Like that starts messing with your head, which is like where mental health comes in, right? When you stop losing that one thing that you get to do repetitively, yeah. when you don't think anymore. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, all right, I feel good. I'm doing this. I feel good every day, every day, every day. You take that away. That was, I thought, like that was the, like the biggest challenge of this whole COVID thing is like when they close gyms, you know, yeah. I get it. I totally mm-hmm. get it. Like it's, it's, it's a quick way to spread it. Like you're, you're not, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're touching the same equipment. Yeah. Not everybody cleans it. Not everybody cleans it. Yeah. I, I can see. Or half I can see it. that yeah. the reason behind shutting it down. It makes sense. But I'm just thinking, how funny is that? Where like the one thing that was like suicide rates have been like incredibly high. Yeah. If you watch this, like over this last year, like suicide, domestic violence. Yeah. Like murder. Is, yeah. Like, like you're not like yeah. you're not depleting like. What happened, working out like you deplete this like extra energy that you have yeah. so when you deplete that energy you don't have that same intensity to give to these mm-hmm. like and, minute problems that end up and it's just it's like it it's like this weird domino effect right like it just some people get affected by it and you know some people are are tough some people can push through it right and some people, you know, they'll work out at home and all that stuff. But even that gets to a point that it becomes redundant. Like you can't, you need that exposure. Like, oh we're, yeah, we're social. We're, we're social humans. Yeah. I was we're working out at home. It wasn't the same. No, it wasn't the same. Yeah, it, it took out of the routine. I'm, like it was different. Yeah. It wasn't the same thing to go to my basement yeah. and work out with bands. Yeah, like throws a wrench in your plans. Throws a wrench like, in everything. Like everything is part of the experience. Like packing mm-hmm. your gym bag, yeah. Putting on your shoes, yeah. you know, getting in the car or if you're walking or whatever. Getting to the gym, changing. Even though like the physical exertion is the time you're working out, the whole thing becomes a routine. Like it's all part of it. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. You get to leave the house. You that's that's the biggest thing. Th- this environment where yeah. like, well, th- why do you think when prisoners do something wrong they put them in isolation yeah it breaks people isolation breaks people plain and simple and you know you're you brought up mental health and one of the biggest things in mental health especially when it when people are dealing with stuff like depression or you know even when they're mourning the loss of someone close to them they isolate they isolate themselves they put themselves in a hole and they kind of hide away from everyone and hide away from everything because for some reason that makes us feel like that's the best decision and that's you're going to be safe during that right and it's the exact opposite it's almost like you temporarily want to shape your own world yeah you want to take control you're taking control control of your life yeah you don't want to be yeah yeah and you want to feel a certain way, yeah. so you almost like manipulate your surrounding to feel that way. Yeah, being out still would, yeah. And you know, being a massage therapist, like I tend to tell people this too. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh no, like I don't like working out. I always end up sore." But then they have chronic pain; their entire body's hurting, and they have no injury. They have no real issues going on other than the fact that you know the muscles are just weak and they can't handle people say they don't want to work out because they feel sore oh yeah dude all the time no way all the time 
or the or oh i just i don't like that or something like that i'm just like like and, and i try to be you know understanding because it's, it's hard to say like what the hell are you talking about I'm like what do you mean but i'm also a gym rat so like i enjoy being in the gym so some sometimes it's hard to understand that other people don't like that but everybody has an activity we're not meant to be sedentary we're not meant to sit in a place for hours and hours like sitting down behind a computer i honestly like dude you're an engineer i don't know how you how the hell you did that i left <laughs> i couldn't do, I, I, I actually like i would actually yeah i'm like hyper aware of this of this kind of stuff too like yeah just i could feel my body aching like i, was, I could just yeah and it's a weird it's a weird yeah. pain that's when i accumulated the injuries as i would work out at lunch yeah i would sit at the chair for eight hours a day but i would work out for like an hour and a half at lunchtime like in between my days but that hour and a half was enough time to like properly warm up and then you do like a you work out let's just say you do legs and then you come back to the chair and you sit down yeah your your legs don't have any chance to really recover like you don't act like yeah you know what i mean like there's no blood flow nothing's working like it's just that's when i had like knee pain which you know knee pain comes from like a chains above and below like it's yeah. like you're not you're supposed to be standing you're supposed to be moving yeah like we're oh it's so weird because honestly I, I don't know if i told you this like the first day i went back to the gym after the lockdown the moment i touched that barbell i'm not even exaggerating dude a tear rolled down my eye legitimately a tear just went <laughs> and in my head i'm like Oh my god. Like I didn't even realize it. Like I wasn't it wasn't that I was sad. I was so happy. I was cuz before that up to that point I was in such a dark place. Like I had a lot of stuff going on with my family. Like there was like a lot of illnesses going on. Um a lot of uncertainty cuz they're all back in Iran and like covid and everything there is like really bad. You know, I was I had a lot of plans for my life and like it, it, things just didn't work out. Covid just fuck the bed for everyone okay like i'm sorry for the profanities but i realized like i relied on the gym i relied on that exertion that's what i'm saying man you take that away like what are you doing to people like i it's like going back to like facing your insecurities again like it's just like and it annoys me because the people that are making the decisions to close these like these health people a lot of them are just sitting there with their big ass guts and it's like, dude, when was the last time you, were, you even looked at a treadmill? Not even was on one. Just when, when did you look at one? They don't like. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say people understand what gyms are about. I think people think you go to the gym to socialize and to just lift bait, lift weights, just to look big and to like, I don't know, flex. Yeah. You know, I don't know, pop a vein. I don't know. That's not what it's like. That's part of it, but it's like it's a. Yeah, that feeds your therapy. ego, but yeah, but it's like the internal thing that you get from working yeah. out. Yeah, that's the that's the feeling. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like when you work out, that's the feeling. Yeah, like keeps you coming back. It's iron therapy. That's all it is. Bar- barbell therapy. That's why I'm surprised you're saying people don't want to feel like I love feeling sore. It's like a reminder that yeah. I did something. Exactly. If I don't feel sore, I'm like, damn, I didn't. Push I earned it. I earned this soreness. This is like it's a. Yeah. It's a weird badge of honor in your yeah. own head. And yeah. you're like, it's a constant oh, yeah. reminder. I got like, that. I, I worked out two days ago, but I still like, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you, you worked out like, two days ago. 
Like, yeah, I know. Some people might be listening and they're like, oh, well, you're not supposed to feel sore after a workout. Like, we're not talking like you're so sore that you can't get out of bed. We're talking about like... Sometimes. Who's saying you're not supposed to feel okay. sore? We're, we're talking about leg days. Okay. The leg days, yes. You should... You should. Come work out. I'll tell yeah. you. I'll yeah. show you what's we'll, sore. We'll, we'll do it proper. But like... Yeah. I mean, like, you're, it's you're just, supposed to eat and yeah, recover. But, but that's the thing. And... There's a whole practice like exercise, fitness, activity... There's a whole thing that's connected to it because everybody sees that one aspect. See, everybody sees the hard aspect of things, right? Everybody wants everything easy. Yeah, because it's, 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 yeah. It's... But exercise, okay, exercise is the hard part. But guess what? After you exercise, you can't just say, okay, whatever, and then the rest of your day is done. No, no, no. You have to, you know, take time to make sure you're eating food, which if you love food. Good food. Well, even even if you don't eat good food, you know, even if you put food in your body, it's still it's still kind of fuel something. Yeah. I don't know. But like then then you you're doing that, then you're sore, so you start stretching. So, once again, you're moving more. And you're taking care of yourself. You are putting time, you're investing time out of your day for you. That is the most important thing. That's one thing that I actually think was a positive with COVID. It forced a lot of people into their houses. They had, and I think a lot of the time, a lot of the reasons that people don't like being alone is because a lot of people don't want to face themselves. Yeah. They're afraid of facing thoughts. Yeah. They're afraid of being alone by themselves. Yeah. And it's scary. It's a scary ass thought, man. There's a, everybody has demons. Everybody has things that are always bugging at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This COVID thing, just being in lockdown is. Yeah, there's definitely some. I mean, it was terrible. Obviously, it is terrible. But I, some good, some good comes out of it too. Kind of makes you, you know, take another look at things. Deep, hard look at you know, some perspective. Everyone's had a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those thoughts like kind of run away, get out of your hands, and like you know, that's when you start to. Uh, going down paths that you don't want to your mind just starts playing games on you right yeah but you could also take that too and like you know do some reflection yeah that's why nice i think everybody at some level like had some reflections like within this last year i know a year. lot of people change careers man yeah or they opened up a business that they wanted to yeah. for myself i started a podcast yeah i've been talking about starting a podcast for three years yeah. and hadn't had a chance yeah quote unquote hadn't had a chance yeah always had an excuse for it and then with this, I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. Might as well just do this. Cool. And then, boom, I realized I love creating stuff. Oh, me too. Like, it's like, yeah, making money is good. Okay. I get it. Okay. You need money to do the things you want to do. Money's important. But money's not the most important thing. No. At the end of the day, and I tell this to some people that, like, I've told this to a few friends of ours that, are always talking about, oh, well, if I do this, this person is going to judge me. Or like, oh, if I do this, they're like, what if this person says this? Or these people think this. Or my parents think this. Or our community thinks this. At the end of the day, think of it like this. If you woke up tomorrow and there was no other person in the world, just you, and you had to spend the rest of your life by yourself, can you deal with yourself? Can you handle yourself? If no, then fix the things that you can't handle. It is your life. It is your universe. We are all living our own experiences in this life. Mm. And 
once you come to grips with that and the fact that you decide how to change your life i'm not saying like you know just say screw everybody else and like i'm the only thing that matters no 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 be aware of that be aware of people around you that's great but like you can't you gotta be the first thing though you gotta you gotta take care of yourself first take care of number one which is you yeah none of this like that selfish crap no you can't help anybody else if you're not healthy yourself yeah there's no way you can get proper positive uplifting energy when you're like depressed you know that's all that comes like people know it's fake i heard a quote from a really random show um i don't know if you know rupaul's drag race it's like a drag show like drag queens and Mm -hmm. stuff and um the main judge rupaul says this thing it's like if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else that's true man. plain and simple like it's a simple phrase and i can't believe i just quoted rupaul for like the fifth time (laughs) god this quote it just like stuck with me but like it's true it's just you know i i and that was one of the things that when i like started wanting to lose weight that that was actually like one of the most important things for me it's like i'm telling people as a massage therapist to how to live a healthy life how to take care of their bodies and i look like a fat schlub standing there that looks like i haven't been to a gym in like 10 years so you just like so i'm like why would i wouldn't listen to me why would anybody else listen to me this is this is how i feel about i don't know if you want to open this can of worms should we open it i don't know where you're going with this all right opening it that's what i feel about like role models like say personal trainers Mm -hmm. oh god yeah that are not yeah i can i can name a few gyms with some special personal listen i get it like you don't i mean it comes down to the knowledge knowledge is you know let's say half of it Mm -hmm. i don't see how I just don't get it. There was a prime example. I was reading, um, whose book was it? Um, who's the owner of Good Life? David, David Patchell Evans? Yeah. David Evans. Yeah. So I read his book. Patch. David whatever they call it. Patch, yeah. Yeah. And um, he talks about, because like we would give out these, when I used to work at Good Life, we would yeah. give out these books to all the members. And I bet you like 1% of them actually read the book. We would mm-hmm. actually give away free books as you signed up. Not important. I'm just, I don't know why I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> this but, is not a you know. This trust me. This is not going to be positive about good life. <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, it's, it's like it, it, I was reading his book, and he talks about he's like obviously he talks about like the uh, the benefits of just you know exercising and being healthy, mm-hmm. and he, he's like, why is it that like you know bus drivers? I'm gonna take turn up the gain on your thing yeah. just a little bit. I've Go been ahead. quiet this entire time. It's a little better. Yeah, I think you're good now. Just talk a little louder. Yeah. Um, Why is it like you have... He like referenced two positions. He he referenced like a a school bus driver. Mm -hmm. And then he referenced a pilot. He's like, why don't you ever see fat pilots? He's like, because when when you're lean you're thinking clear like you're you're healthy you're you're mm-hmm. you're sharper like you're you don't want like uh and we're fat and we're talking about like like obese like kind of like Over, like supremely overweight yeah yeah we're not talking about you know like if you a, have a couple pounds of yeah you know yeah 
It's like, and it's true. I'm like, I've never seen like a, like an overly, like, like an over, like a obese. Yeah, you, you won't yeah. see them because it's part of because of the job. Like you're in charge of so many passengers. You're you're flying an aircraft in mm-hmm. the air. Like you're required to be sharp. Yeah, and physical health is like big part of that. And yet, we have like school drivers or uh, bus drivers that like, and they're in charge of driving kids. Mm-hmm. So it was like always a good comparison. I was like, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. Certain positions require you to be mm-hmm. physically fit, even though your job is not physically demanding, like an aircraft, like you're flying a yeah. plane. It's not the Flintstones. You're not like <laughs> flapping your yeah, you're not wings. doing that. Yeah. But it's just so it's just so funny that like it's like you, yeah it just clears up your mind you know what I mean like it's yeah. just you know it, on on that actual same note um, one thing I've always noticed because I've worked with a lot of distance runners and I've worked the Edmonton Marathon and I've worked the international triathlon that comes through Edmonton every couple of years and predominantly a lot of these marathon runners. You don't see people that are working minimum wage jobs. You don't see people that are, you know, and and this is no crack at people that work minimum wage jobs. This is not a crack at people that, you know, work the trades, but you don't see them in these fields. You see doctors, engineers, police officers, mm-hmm. people that have these very demanding jobs, but they still find the time to train. Something about training makes you focused and that's the main thing it's that focus right it's the discipline once again discipline equals freedom yeah once you're disciplined in one thing you've learned how to be disciplined then you can apply it to other things triathlon i know so many triathletes that have these like ridiculous training regimens like i have a patient of mine that he's a doctor he works night shifts. Before he goes to the hospital, he'll run like 15K, bike 20K, go for swimming, and then go to work. Works 12 hours, shift work, nighttime, get off, go back to the gym, do another swim because it helps freshen him up and he gets a better sleep. Goes and sleeps, repeats. That's like my favorite time to work out. 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m. Look like, at the cars that are parked in the parking lot at 5.30 in the morning at a gym, outside a gym. Ooh. All the good cars. Why do you think that is? Because the people that are in there, it's just the mentality, it's the mindset. Yeah. Like, I want to bang this workout out, and then I want to go to work. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's just, and it's it's all it's relative. So it's so, it's so... Oh yeah, it's the idea so simple. Is so simple though, but it's not about like talk about fat loss. Yeah. How do you lose fat? Well, burn more calories than you're consuming. There you go. Run with it. Yeah, like yeah, you could take that to the bank. Like straight run with up. it. Like, yeah, it doesn't get more simpler than that. But now, how do you do it? Now, how do you get yourself to do it? Yeah, you don't need like a coach to tell you. Just watch your calories. There you go. It's free advice. Yeah, there's a lot of free apps. You can track everything you eat. It does the calories for Take you. Take out a pen and paper of all I care. Record yeah. down. Look at the look at the ingredients. Yeah. Just 
everybody watch... wants the easy answer. Of course. That's the problem. Yeah. But what's hard about it is now, st- okay, you do it for one day. Congratulations. Yeah. And do it again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. And don't get discouraged because now you're depleted. Yeah. And obviously, there's like stra- I'm not, there's a strategy behind it. There's like yeah. executions, everything. You talk about anyone in any field. Like, yeah. It's not about the idea. It's not about the million-dollar idea. It's about how you execute it. Yeah. Right? But it's, at some point, anything worth doing is going to be difficult. So you got to like, am I going to go through that or not? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like you're either around some super motivational, like really good influence people that mm-hmm. kind of give you different perspective. But like, look at all the stories, like look at all these athletes, look at all, like just, if you listen to people's stories, a lot of them hit like rock bottom. Yeah. That's when they're like, you know, back against the wall. They're like, this could not get any yeah. worse. And then that's what I'm saying. That paradigm shift is like that perspective all of a sudden changes. Yeah. And then they never go back. Yeah. But it's very hard when you're like, when you don't have, let's say, a health crisis, when you're like kind of comfortable. It's very hard to convince yourself to do hard things just for like a summer bod. Yeah. It's tough. It's. I've been there. Like I was there. You know, back when I was when I was counting months. So I was like, yeah, how many more days of hours do I have to do this before <laughs> I'm fit and I can no longer like. Yeah, I can I no take off my feel. shirt at the beach, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like super insecure about my body, like super yeah. insecure. Hell, I like, still am. Like, bo- like yeah. Everyone gets bullied, but just yeah. Man, I remember one time I wore a tank top the, under my the t-shirt. Funniest thing, the funniest thing, I got pine cone titties. I got cone. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has pine cone titties. I'm like, oh God, pine cone titties. Which <laughs> one, like, you know I mean? oh my God. Man, I remember. Um, it's funny now, but like. Dude, when I was sh- in junior high, one time I wore a fucking tank top to gym class, okay? Like, I wore a tank top under my t shirt. Okay. And my t-shirt, because I was a bigger kid, my t-shirt was like pretty snug. And you could see the lines of my tank top. And I remember one of the kids across the gym yelled, Are you wearing a bra? <laughs> Never wore a tank top under a shirt again. To this day, I still refuse to because it makes yeah. me so uncomfortable. Like little shit from when you were a child. It's like funny how it, this little thing everyone it has just that, right? Always sticks with you. Yeah. Just that one thing someone like says in passing. Mean, man. It's not even kids like it's just like mean. It just hits the right spot in your insecurity yeah. and that like devil voice in your head, and it's just like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna suck that up. We're gonna repeat that on. Like, yeah, and like, God, how many times I, I I still go through that? Like, I remember like my buddies would just like always joke that I had bigger boobs than their girlfriends. Yeah, and it was like, and I would, I would, it got to a point that I would make fun of them because it was easier to for me to be the first one to make fun of it. And after a while, you know, I just. You know, it just kind of life just became life. It's funny looking back at those things now, right? Because you've taken that step. Yeah. Because those things, they're not permanent, right? Like, yeah. You get, you're made fun of your weight, but your weight is not, that can be changed. Like, that's, that's in your control, right? Mm -hmm. You're not, you have way more control over it than a lot of people think they do. Like, everybody has control over it. Like, I don't, Like it's very simple. It's a very simple concept. You already said it. Take yeah, in less yeah. calories like, than you burn. 
like it, like at any point, mm-hmm. like because to the, limits obviously. Like you don't want to be like you know burning a thousand calories and then taking in eight hundred calories because then you're just gonna you know hit a brick wall after yeah. a day. Yeah, not that we're gonna get like specifics into fitness, but like you're looking yeah. for like ten to twelve percent. That's to come <laughs> eventually. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get but to those. At some point, you gotta be like you know getting bullied like that. You gotta be like, well. Yeah. It's easy just to like sit and be like, I feel sorry for yourself, and I did for the longest time. Yeah, and and this is just like this is like we're not trying to say this like like st- stop being a bitch like just you know like it's, yeah. it takes time, but the point is like Put everybody goes through yeah. these right like you're not alone yeah. in that. Everyone's been bullied. Everyone's been called names. Everyone's felt down. Everyone's just felt insecure about their body. Everyone's had struggles starting. And keeping to it and like, you know, doing it for a month and then not doing it again, doing it for another like two weeks and not doing it again. And I'm feeling, you know, not feeling motivated, not feeling it's all part of it, all, all, all part of it. Just because you failed two times attempting to do it doesn't mean you, you yeah. no. the biggest no. mistake people make is just quitting. It just means you haven't found your real yeah. depth. Why yet? Yeah. That's what it is. You haven't found it yet. Yeah. As Goggin says, man, you got to know your why. You have to. You have to. Just got to know it. Just yeah. keep repi- repeating it to yourself. Write it in a goddamn mirror. It's got to mean something. Like tattoo it on your arm. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Just know why. It has to be like specific. It. Yeah. It has to be like, okay, I want to be able to play with my kids 10 years from now. I want to be able to play catch. I want to be able to, you know, take part in like physical activity. I want to be able to. Something meaningful, something worth, something worth struggling for. Let's put it that way, because mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be impossible. That's for sure. Look around the amount of people who have done it. It's not impossible. If someone else can do it, you can do it to it. You can do it too. But something worth struggling for. Yeah. That's what it has. It can't. And we've talked about this before, right? It can't be like a quick, like a summer bod. Like it can't. Mm-hmm can be a wedding it can yeah it can but then see but then that's the thing but then when you get those results back but then when you get the results realize that those results can get better too you can never you can keep moving from that you can keep moving forward from that yeah it's just okay you gain this goal don't just quit put another goal make another goal you know you lost 20 pounds cool that's great fantastic well done yeah Lose an extra one pound. It becomes, it's so relative. It's, yeah. And it's like, and this is something like not. And even for us, like when we were doing this, this challenge, the Goggins challenge, I know we like diverted way off of that talking, even talking about that challenge, yeah. but obviously we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I think this has to be a, like a few episodes. Yeah. I think we've, we thought this is our first and last episode. Let's talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Nine hour <laughs> podcast. Um, but I don't even know how long this has been going on for. An hour thirty. Oh, that's not even that bad. Holy shit! Cool. I actually Body thought we were content, like, fellas. yeah, I thought we were going way longer. Yeah. But honestly, like with the Goggins thing, like the challenge, because he even talked about it that there was this one guy that was like four hundred pounds or something, or like five hundred pounds or something ridiculous, and the way he was gonna do the challenge was every hour or every four hours. He was gonna get out of the out of bed and back in bed, out of bed and back in bed for an hour. Mm-hmm. 
Because he couldn't do he couldn't, he couldn't do anything else. No. But he still did it. He still did the yeah. whole challenge. Yeah. What can anybody else say? Yeah. You know? Like we had people that wanted to join us on this challenge and they never came through because whatever. You know, people get busy, life comes comes up. But I would have loved to have people join us on the challenge. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, it would have been a lot better than like just pure misery of like doing it just the two of us. Cause I didn't mind it. Yeah, love you, bro. But like after a while, I was like, God, I want to see other faces. Thank God we went to the gym. Oh like, yeah, that was a good change. That actually like lightened up the load yeah. in my head. Like it was nice to see. Because I was tired, man. People running. I was tired. I was like really. exhausted. Yeah. And that Sunday, having to work while doing the challenge too. Yeah. God, I want to know how many speeding tickets I got just trying to get to places. You booked it across the city pretty quick too. Yeah, I made. I made it. I made it. A, I made a 20-minute drive in seven minutes, okay? Like, let's just not talk about that, okay? Please, Edmonton Police, if you're listening to this, please don't arrest me, okay? Just send me those tickets that send I owe you. Tickets to Goggins, please. Yeah, it's just that, that I owe you. Um, but, man, when that shirt comes, I legit don't even want to wear that shirt. I honestly want to put it in a frame and just, like, put it up. Because, like... Fuck that. I'm wearing that shirt every day until... Until, <laughs> <laughs> like, it just sweating. wears out. No, but, like... Well, the, the amount I paid for shipping, okay, I, I'm not gonna wear that shirt. Are you kidding me? I hope I got the right size. Fuck nothing. Um, but jokes aside, like when I first started, I I couldn't even make it. I couldn't even run five minutes steady. I legitimately couldn't. Like before, you, like you got into like the fitness fitness thing. Fitness thing. And I ran four miles. Yeah. In one clip, like straight. I didn't break. Yeah. So, and it hurt. Everything so, fucking hurt. So let's talk about something that probably helped people. So when you, you're you in a position where you can run for five minutes, what yeah. made you be able to run four miles? Walking. Plain and simple. Like, I tried running for about a week. Like, when I first started. Because I was like, okay, once again, quick fix, right? What's going to burn the most calories? Running. Okay. I realized, I was like, okay, well, I've played sports. I can run pretty good. Ran to the end of my block. And I swear to God, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Five minutes. I couldn't even make it a steady five. Like, I couldn't keep a pace for five minutes. I had to run three minutes maximum, take a break for, like, five minutes, and then run again. Like, I would walk between them, but I would, like, I remember my coach in high school would always tell us, like, if you have issues with cardio and you're running, he was a triathlete. He was like, go light post to light post. Run one, walk, like, Mm -hmm. run between one light post to the other, walk between the other light post to the other, and just keep going. Because every street light is like, it's a very specific distance. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I would, I started going one and then walking three. And I was like, okay. And I did it a couple of times and I was hurting. Everything was like, it was uncomfortable. I just wasn't like enjoying it. And I was like, what the hell? This is ridiculous. And I remembered actually what you said, like, just, just start easy. Like, just so you can build up the, like the habit, you know? I was like, okay, so what can I do to build up the habit? So I looked up how to get better at running. Like, thank you, Uncle Google. Like, straight up. Looked it up, and all it says was literally, like, you know how it gives you, like, the suggested answer at the Mm -hmm. top? It was like, walk. (laughs) Nothing else. Just walk. (laughs) And I was like, okay, sure, I'll try this. I walked. I walked a kilometer first day. I was like, okay, that, that didn't feel too bad. Came home, ate like a beast, okay? Ate a ton. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I feel gross. 
So the next day I was like, okay, I got to burn. And this is, this isn't good practice. As I said, like when I first started this, like I had so many bad practices with my eating, especially, mm-hmm. but exercising, I was, I was okay with, but so the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to go one kilometer. But before I turn back, cause I would go like half a kilometer and then walk back. So like a kilometer in total, I was like, okay, I'm going to go 600 meters and then turn back. So it was 1200 and then 1300. 1400 how fast were you progressing was it literally daily or was it like weekly you progress so every day so one of the biggest things for me actually like and i tell this to everyone i know the biggest thing for me to stick with especially my cardio and my activity was buying a smartwatch to track it a tracker something feedback exactly numbers yeah like i'm a sucker for numbers and and like being a gamer it was like beating my own high score. Yeah. So I was like, okay, today I got 7,000 steps. Tomorrow, and and the beauty of my watch, like it's a Garmin and like it, every day, I I didn't know that you could turn this off. So I just thought that this is how all smartwatches were. Every day, based on how many, t- how many steps you beat your goal the day before, it would incrementally increase your steps. So oh, it's like a new reference. Exactly. So day one, I would my goal was five thousand. My initial goal is five thousand steps in a day, which is nothing. Okay, and so the, the second day, I looked at my watch. I was like, oh, fifty four hundred steps. It's like okay. So at the end of the night, I remember one time I was at like fifty two hundred. I was like, what the hell? Like, oh my god, I'm not gonna get my step goal. I did laps in my basement, Just to get like it. a psycho. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, and I just did laps and laps and laps, and I got my goal. I was like, sweet. The day after, 5,700 steps. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, so I just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. It got to a point that I had to do like 1,200, 12,000 steps in a day. And I was like, what the hell? How am I supposed to do this? So I started going on longer walks. I went into the, I went into the, like, on trails. I went into the woods, kind of like exploring. Make it more fun, just to make it exactly. why Yeah, pass by easier. And I, like, tried getting on the treadmill. I would... For example, instead of taking the elevator, I would go upstairs. Instead of, you know, taking an escalator, I would find the stairs in a building and then take those stairs instead of just standing on the escalator. Anything to get my extra steps in. And eventually, one day, I was like, you know what? I've been walking a lot. Let me just try running. I ran for seven minutes. Dude, that was like somebody had given me an Olympic gold medal. It was like the best day of my life. How long did it take? What was the time? A month. A month. About a month. About three weeks roughly and i know it sounds pathetic but like why does well like well like pres- for for some people that are listening they're like oh dude it's like but because the thing is and a lot those of are the guys that don't need to hear this podcast to be yeah honest with yeah you. please turn this off now uh thank you for listening to it for the last hour and a half and we don't care about you anymore like they're definitely <laughs> like ahead right they don't need this advice but yeah. a lot of like a lot of people as i'm saying those whys are important yeah. after that first try one kilometer like well that's it yeah can do it i feel like i want to have a heart attack this is yeah. not good this is scary this is all the things that your brain wants to tell you to yeah. preserve itself You're like yeah i'm not gonna do this anymore and then it was around that time that like i was getting more into running and all that stuff and it was around that time that i heard about goggins and i heard about ultra marathons and then he's talking about all oh no sorry sorry sorry, sorry. actually i didn't hear about goggins it was i heard about this guy named cameron haynes on joe rogan's podcast mm. um and he was talking about this race called the Moab 250, I think it's called, oh, or like the Moab 260. Yeah. 
and it's 260 miles in the Moabi Desert or something. Yeah. Dude, it's like two days, and these guys go straight two days through it. They get like maybe 10 minutes, an hour of sleep or something. And they just run nonstop, run, walk, like through the desert. And like the the person that won, they were talking about the lady that won. She beat the men and the women. She was ahead by like a ridiculous amount of hours. Like she crushed it. Like she crushed hours everyone. Ahead. Hours ahead of everyone. Dude. But when she was talking about it, she was like, she's like, yeah, at one point when I was running, I started seeing this like bunny playing the xylophone on the side of the road or like on the side of the path. And I like there was like she was like I saw sp- like flying spaceships and stuff like she was hallucinating because yeah. she wasn't sleeping, but she didn't stop. She just kept on going, kept on going. And it like I love hearing about people that are good at their craft. Mm-hmm. I can't. I it just just gets me fired up. Yeah, me gets too. me going. And it's like ta- hearing Cameron Haynes. Like Cameron Haynes is a savage. This guy runs a marathon a day, just because he can. And he runs like uphill. He runs up mountains. He's a hunter. Like he'll like go deep in the backcountry, carry out these animals on his back, kind of stuff. Like if you're not into hunting, don't worry about it. Like whatever, you don't have to follow him. And he's a he's also a Trump supporter. So um, his, some of his some of his stuff, like his page, he's he's just a regular person. If you're also a Trump supporter, don't worry about it. Yeah, like yeah, trust me, don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing to worry about anymore. Um, but. Uh, Oh, they got political. <laughs> um, and we got demonetized. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, I was like hearing about this. I was like, man, this is awesome. So one day I was like, you know what? What's the average distance for running, a, or what's the average time for running a mile for men? Okay. So I looked at my age, like within my age range, and the average mile is 10 minutes a mile. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. Put it on my watch. I put my watch on run. I was like, I'm going to run a mile. In my head, I thought a kilometer. I didn't know it's more than a kilometer. And that's why I only run in miles now. Because mm-hmm. I just like, it, it's just, I, didn't, I never even realized it. So I just like got, kind of got used to running a mile. So I started running. And I remember thinking, I was like, you're not going to stop until you're done this mile. So I just ran, 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 ran. Looked at my watch, 0.25. <laughs> I thought it was done. And it was like 10 minutes already. How deflating is that? Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Like, how slow am I going? Because I was doing what a, what in high school, like on our football team, we would call it the fat man run. So, like, you're basically speed walking, moving your arms really fast. Mm. Okay. And I'm going, 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 going. And then I was like, man, what the hell? Like, okay. So, I just kept on going, kept on going. Got to a mile. 20 minutes. 24 minutes was my first ever mile I ran. Okay. So I was almost like double the time, if not more. And I was like, what the hell? This was, that's embarrassing. Didn't run for a week after that. I was crushed Mm. because my ego got in the way. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? It's real talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Happens. Then I heard about Goggins. And I was like, okay. Because he even talks about, he couldn't even run to the end of his block and come back. That's how out of shape he was. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And it, it all started resonating with me. It was just like, it was a perfect storm. All of this stuff just happened to happen for me at the, at the right time in my life. And you were talking about like being, like hitting rock bottom, yeah. right? I love rock bottom. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm the best at. Because it's like, I've spent so much time down there. 
that it's like when I hit there, I'm like, all right. That's when you start becoming a savage. Yeah, it's like, all right, the, the game is on now. There's yeah. only one way to go because yeah. you either dig yourself deeper or you decide to go back up. Yeah. If you're digging yourself deeper, guess what? There's going to get to a point that it's either going to all collapse on top of your head yeah. and it's game over. Or you're going to realize the only way you're going to hit something so hard that there's nothing lower that you can go so you just got to go back up yeah. whether you like it or not you yeah. got to go back. like health crisis you either choose to die or you make your life better plain and simple and that's all it was for me like i just pushed 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 everything hurt man like from my i'm not even kidding from my toes to my shoulders to my neck because my running form was off i didn't know how to run so i started researching it more I started doing stuff like I'm, I'm a very shy person and I know it doesn't seem like it a lot of times because I'm like I try to put on an extrovert kind of show, but I'm fairly introverted usually. And I forced myself to do things I was uncomfortable with because that's what Goggins would do. And that's all that's that was all it was for me. What would Goggins do in this situation? What would your hero, the guy you look up to, what would be his reaction to your situation? I question for you when you miss his voicemail. Or when you mess oh, you're so cold, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just had oh this man. Oh. But even that, man. At even missing his voicemail. voicemail at least now for. I took care of business. It? Yeah, I did my job. I was doing my job, and as much as he means the f- he, that conversation would have meant the world to me. I was doing my work, and I, I was being responsible. Point, y- yeah, I think at that point you, you you picked up what you needed to pick up from him. Yeah. That would have just been like a nice little and he said my name, which it. was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I, like that 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 video is like one of one of my most prized possessions. Like he's it's, a badass man. Like he 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 goes up against the toughest people, and he's just like everyone's. You yeah. said it too. It's like this guy's an animal. Yeah, and people are like, and, and like even Joe Rogan, like he's friends with the guy, and he's like, and him and like Cameron Haynes, he's like, yo, there's something wrong with these people. It's <laughs> like. He's a cra- they, they are yeah. just determined to break themselves yeah. and see if they can because they just, they just want to see how far they can push. Yeah. If you don't test your limits, why would you let somebody else test your limits? Yeah. Like, why are you giving somebody else that much power Even to just test your, your limits? limits are, that's, that's a crazy, but that's the that's thing. Crazy, You'll like, never chase. find them because people don't realize how literally limitless we are. Yeah. We can do anything, it's good and bad. It's your mind. Yeah. Your mind's a limiting factor. The 40% rule, man. It's crazy. When you're done, when you feel like you're done, when your brain's telling you to stop, you're only 40% of the way in. And you still have 60% in your body and in your mind to push. Yeah. Plain and simple. That's a hard concept to to grasp if you haven't pushed yourself past your breaking yeah. point. Yeah. And like, I like to be very empathetic with people. I like to know... I like to let them know that I know their pain. I know how they feel. Oh, yeah, we all did it. Like we yeah. did it. Like there's no, we didn't take yeah. a fast train. Exactly. And the thing that kind of unfortunately sucks right now, and I've run into this, and I never actually thought I would run into this as a problem, was a lot of times when I'm talking talking to people and telling them about how to like live their life and everything like that, like. Still, to this day, the image, the self-image I have of myself, it's still that fat kid. 
it still hasn't I second changed. That. I don't see this. No, me. I either. don't see me. Like I think of what it could be again. Yeah, and it's that fear yeah. that that just thing that eats at you behind, like in the back you of your have head. That. That's the keep that. That's the thing that keeps you. Like that's the fire yeah. behind your ass. Like kind of just nipping at forward. your heels all the time. It's like yeah, if you get don't too you dare stop. Don't you dare stop. No, and then eventually it just becomes like I was saying. It becomes a part of your identity. Like it becomes like who you are. Yeah. Then you start just like getting better and better, and then you start. The healthiest people, man, are the people that have their health in check. We're not talking about getting six-pack abs. We're not talking like just healthy physique, where yeah. you lower your chances of chronic diseases, and you just you're just a healthy person. Well, think of it right now with uh, COVID and everything. Like this is this is a global wake-up call. Yeah, how many people you think start cook? Uh, how many people you think? Um, took the took the path to quit smoking all of a sudden yeah because why all this quitting it's not a new thing it's not just no. yesterday that's like oh yeah quitting is going to kill yeah it's and like, well, it was, no. and it was a sensitive topic but because i get it it's hard it's one of those like it's it's, it's addiction let's, yeah. let's not get ourselves but all of a sudden now there's a virus that you know if you're smoking if you're 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 um if you're vulnerable to that kind of thing increases your chances of death yeah. and all of a sudden it's that wake up call you knew it all along but now it's like hitting you right in the face yeah now it's like okay now or never right so that's so it's it's crunch time really sh- yeah yeah it's really sure that it happened but also it's like changed i think sometimes it's like that you have to be just like punched in the face yeah I always joke that it's like with covid it was like the universe was like not even the universe it's like earth sure Whatever, whichever way you want to look at it, universe, Mother Earth, whatever, was like, all right, humans, okay, y'all are getting getting out of hand, okay, y'all are just using, 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 using. You're not giving anything back. You're not even taking care of yourselves, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna check you, real hard, and I'm gonna put everything on hold. Yeah. Now, whether you want to get into conspiracies or whatever, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at the immediate result of all of this that happened. I have seen people that have been able to spend time with their families at home that would have never would spent have the time never spent the time. Even think about, yeah. I have patients of mine that are coming into my clinic that I've been seeing for like two years, three years, that like I know their bodies perfectly. I know exactly what part of their bodies are sore, what part of their bodies are tight and all that stuff. And when they come in, dude, their bodies are soft again. It's like they've been getting massaged and worked and all that stuff. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh wow, like everything. They're like, yeah, I feel great. Like, yeah, my back is sore because I'm like working on sitting on my couch and working on the laptop all the time. But like, I know, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm like, oh, so what are you doing? You know, I I started exercising. Oh, what do you do? Oh, nothing crazy. Like some jumping jacks, some push ups, some squats, just just basic stuff. You know, I take my dog out a lot now. Okay, cool. Walking simple yeah right it's yeah they spend time with their i had one patient straight up tell me he's like he's like you know what i found out my son's been playing the guitar for three years i was like okay he's like i never knew because he's always working and now he's well he's unemployed now but like he's spending time at home even for him he he's always wanted to have his own business so now he's pursuing starting his own business Yeah. yeah like 
it's and like it's shitty right like it's shitty that people lost their businesses people lost like their income and like we're not saying that obviously it's a, but yeah it's a crazy thing when what happened like when life just slows down yeah everything just slowed down mm-hmm. you weren't caught in the chaotic day to day to day to day yeah if it never happened like this i don't know when you would just out of your own i guess choice would be like i'm just gonna just slow down for a second for a week yeah you would never like it's just there's too much external pressure there's too much external influence like but really slow things down people just yeah appreciated the small things people just appreciated life like a huge like reality check it was just like you think this is what life is about you know or even people getting out to the mountains everything's closed you can't go to the mall you can't go spend your money the amount you know? of creativity I've seen, like people just oh, making, dude. like making games, people just yeah. like content, yeah. social media content, even. It's crazy. It's, it's so fun to see yeah. that. That's yeah. We're coming back, like, yeah. and but we're gonna come back different. Yeah, for sure. Like things are changed now. Yeah. There's a people realize there's a different way of doing things. Yeah. You don't have to be in that hamster wheel that's just trucking away at going nowhere. Yeah. You can change things. You can take control of your own life i think people come back stronger now. like you, you in a sense you've seen some hardship like everyone was forced and i know everyone at some point has seen that but like if you hadn't if you didn't want to select few that kind of gotten through you're forced to go through some hardships yeah now you're gonna come back and it's gonna, it's gonna hardships you make you better toughens you up plain and simple yeah like it is what it is yeah but so yeah. the goggins challenge was fun Goggins challenge was fun. I don't know. <laughs> what are we at? Hour fifty three. Hour fifty three. So yeah, the hardest part, I guess, just to bring it back to that, was um, like physically. I'm talking personally here. Physically, it wasn't bad. I didn't. Um, I mean, minus just like you know, few my just like bruises and like I was limping towards the end there because it was like my yeah. feet were hurting and stuff, but. Physically, not too bad. It was just the idea of doing it nonstop and like doing it in like um, intervals, like every four mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, really three hours because like we would take. And you know what? We didn't have to do it within the hour. We had some things backwards for that. We didn't have to do it in hours. It time. was vague as hell. I'm yeah, be honest. The yeah. description. We kind of put that vague. ourselves to run the four miles within the hour. Yeah, and even quicker, but we didn't have to. But it, it worked out better because then we had recovery time, which, yeah. you know, by the time you stretched out, you had like two and a half hours of sleep. I think the sleep was the biggest thing, but. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, because I was wearing, like, the whoop band and, like, it didn't even pick up sleep. It was picking up naps. Super light sleep. Yeah. Super, super light. Um, I had, I did the math, like, because after, after everything was done. I kind of went through and like looked at everything and uh so calories <laughs> how many did you burn like all three days all three or days two days two days well two, two well days? friday friday night to yeah, sunday friday. night um uh all combined around twelve thousand. Ah, uh, no sorry six thousand just on saturday did you count Friday though? No, because we started at nine p.m. 
Yeah, I didn't count Friday. I didn't look at my watch because like we ran two or one, and then my my clock reset. Oh. My calories reset. But I wanna. I was averaging like five hundred, six hundred calories per run. Yeah. Um. Somewhere around probably like yeah, just above ten thousand. Yeah, because mine was around like thirteen seventy five. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. For calories and then steps, I think I hit eighty thousand steps. Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I hit seventy thousand steps, but then also rode the bike three times. Yeah, I did the bike, but I wasn't getting any steps when I was doing the bike. Yeah, so with the bike, I did the math of how many miles I biked. I biked seventy miles in those three times. So like. I was going at a good pace too. Like I wasn't, I wasn't taking it easy on the bike. Like I yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just like a leisurely like, do 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 do. Like no, it was like we did it. Giving her, we committed to the hour. Yeah. No matter what we did, we committed to the hour. Yeah. I remember like we were gonna just work out for the hour. Remember? Yeah, and then we did the. Well, I did the bike. You were on the treadmill. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, no, fuck that. We're gonna do the mileage, and then we're gonna work out. Yeah, let's just do a quick little workout. And yeah. Kia is almost gonna have a stroke during the whole thing. Like. It was not a stroke, guys. I was literally just very, 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 very hungry and depleted because I realized I was just snacking the whole time. I hadn't actually eaten a meal yeah. since the day before. For the most part, we were doing like well. Yeah. I was force feeding for sure or something because I wasn't hungry, but like a yeah. carb especially. Yeah. It could have. Yeah. But, but we learned a lot, I think, like in terms of especially with like nutrition in that during that because like I was like. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, just have some sugar just to replenish my glycogen stores and, like, you know, just keep going. But then the sugar did not help. The sugar actually made me sick. And that was not fun. Like, yeah. being sick to your stomach and then get, having to sit on a bike with that pressure on there, it was... I was like, wow, I'm this, this is going to happen, I think. I'm going to just... <laughs> Lose bowel control <laughs> mid bike, <laughs> like, but yeah, it worked out. Minimal caffeine, minimal caffeine. No, actually, yeah, god, yeah, I made the mistake of having caffeine on the second day, um, like first thing in the morning, right before one of the runs, and I almost had a heart attack. I feel like, yeah, it was bad. Like, caffeine and endurance do not work out for me, yeah, I, I, yeah, like, I, I, I stayed away from it. I don't yeah. want to cramp up, I didn't want to crash. Maybe that's what happened in Kimberly because we had pre-workout right before. And then we crashed mid-run. A lot of things happened in Kimberly yeah. that could have done better, but we'll go back. I mean, they don't do that mountain anymore. They don't yeah. do that hill anymore, but Golden is up there. Yeah. We'll crush it. We crushed this challenge. Fuck. That was a fun challenge. Thank you for the people that donated, by the way. Yeah. We got 120 bucks. We raised $120. Somebody donated 50 bucks. Anonymous. I was like, is that one of our parents? Shout out wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, shout out Anonymous. What's up? Yeah. Thank you for even the people that are watching. A lot of words of encouragement yeah. and support. That was nice. And my coworkers coming through with the massages. Yeah. That was that was legit. Yeah. Um, all our friends that reached out or post reposted our stories. That was fantastic. That was fun. That made the whole thing fun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we should... Uh, we should tie it off here because I think we should leave the stuff about mental health and all that and like really getting into the Goggins challenge and like what we went through to it for another episode. Because I feel like we could we could do a few episodes about 
the stuff that we talked about because there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, we kind of touch about mental health, but yeah, I mean, the mental health is going to be tied into a lot of episodes. I feel. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's a lot to. There's a lot to talk about, and we can bring in other people and like talk to important. them and. Yeah, because I, I have a few people that reached out during the event um, asking if I would like to work with them on mental health stuff. Yeah, because they heard me complaining about lack of mental health support, especially for men. That's that's the biggest thing for me, because I hate toxic masculinity. I hate that super macho crap. Yeah, like you can be a man and still be a soft person like it, you don't like there's limits to everything you, but you know even a guy like david goggins he's not always just grimacing and like yeah. like no he's he's a yeah. good guy too yeah. you know he's hit rock bottom he knows what it's like so he fights to not be like that but the man is a strong man because he also is you know he's been married a couple times the guy the guy's loved you know the guys the guys i bet you he's a bit of gushy too behind oh, closed doors probably yeah not in front of everyone but whatever like you know just i don't know about that guy though that guy doesn't laugh yeah he does, does he? yeah he does man and he, he actually looks like a different person he doesn't when he laughs. hold it he looks so nice he doesn't have like the smile stabilizers to hold that position <laughs> like shuts back the cheek like stabilizer is a kill no it's funny though kill that inner bitch funny trying to make people like that like smile yeah but he's a hardcore guy, man. Like he's, he's a hardcore he's been, man. He's been like he's been conditioned in a certain way. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, well, con- speaking of conditioned in a certain way, that's that's the whole thing with men's mental health, right? We've all been conditioned in a certain way to, you know, rub some dirt in it, be tough, don't yeah. talk about it. And yeah. at the end of the day, only way you can deal with it is talking about it. Dude, end of the day, this is why I'm so fascinated by the brain. Like, we all have similar brains. Like We our have the same brain. Like, yeah. yeah. It just We have the same brain, yeah. Everything's different. Brain. But it's just, yeah. like, all all the thoughts, all the, I mean, thoughts are obviously different. They're different from person to person. But, like, the the demons, like, the, you but know. But is the, it, though? Are thoughts different per, person to person? How many like, times have have you, you and I have had multiple conversations that you, you've, like, said something. I'm like, yeah, like, it's like this. And, like, we've had the exact same oh, thought. I mean, there's commonalities. Like, yeah. I was talking to Kia about how, like, anxious I feel during... I mean, God, are we going to do this, Kia? I are we gonna, like this is so hot. Are we going to dig in? Are we... Th- we're going to dig in, this off. Like, yeah, let's you know, just, I was let's talking to Kia. We are talking, like, a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually, we're in preparation of this David Goggins challenge. We're kind of like, yeah, like, I need to do this, dude. That's another question that came up. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. First of all, I might be like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Why are the people that are asking, like, why? Why not? Yeah. Why do you have the, re- have the reason to do hard stuff? Just do it. Yeah. Blood for punishment, man. Yeah. The other reason, too, is like, um, jokes aside, it's like, I was like, I needed to do it. And I think you're kind of the same way. Yeah. It's like, we needed to do this. I just, yeah. I was feeling so anxious just from, um, just from like, just being at the house. Just like I'm saying, like, take away that routine, right? Yeah. And I find like when when that gym goes, I'm pretty good with food, mm-hmm. right? I, I can stay on track, but it's just I don't have the same appetite anymore, and I eat less, and mm-hmm. I just think just I don't drink enough water anymore because it's just when that one thing goes, which is like working out or some sort of physical activity, it doesn't always have to be working out. Things start just dropping. Like I'm saying, like you're not drinking enough water anymore. Um, 
nutrition goes and it's just like and then that all that combines and like it starts affecting your head mm-hmm. right i was feeling very anxious yeah even like before covid just like just um just getting like certain routine that it was not that was not healthy behavior yeah healthy thinking process right a lot of things i said i wanted to do i never did it not taking action mm-hmm. that's fuel for anxiety i want to be anxious yeah. Like, list off, like, 20 things you want to do and never do them. Yeah. God, tell me about it. And I was just feeling anxious, dude. Like, yeah. I, I remember just being, like, at my, you know, previous work, I was, like, I would, I would sit in meetings. I'd be, like, a 20-person meeting. Like, stakeholders and, like, high-end people. And then just, like, we would always take turns, like, getting to, take turns, like, you know, going over information or whatever and our updates. And I would just be, like, so anxious. My heart would just be, like, pounding out of my chest. That like, oh, it's almost my turn to speak. And I wasn't like this before. Yeah. It's something that developed over the last few months. And I was like, okay, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I feel this way? Instead of just being like, well, this sucks. This is who I am now. You have to, like, that's that's the cool part about, like, learning about the brains. Like, why? What is it that triggers certain behaviors? What is it that forces your brain to put up these defense mechanisms. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. They're defense mechanisms. So, yeah, anyway, so anxiety was a big one for me. Yeah. Man, for me, I don't... Oh, God, I don't even know. Like, I spent so much time my whole life... <laughs> I hate saying this, but just being a bitch and just wanting it easy and relying on being good at sports like i don't want to toot my own horn but i'm pretty athletic even when i was bigger i was good at sports you've seen it yeah like i can play every sport like it's not like i wasn't i'm not great at it but i'm good at it you know i i'm coordinated i've done enough sports my whole life like i'm pretty physically adept but i always hid away from cardio and anything that pushed me because cardio is a different beast man like anything to do with endurance is a different monster on its own strength is one thing because there's a rep range endurance once you hit that like burn in your body and your lungs hurt and your body's aching and every everything in your body is telling you to quit that's when the game really begins. That's when it starts getting fun. Yeah. But I never understood that. I didn't understand what runner's high was or any of that stuff. And I'm at a point in my life that like I want to see what I can't do. I want to push to see you know it's fuel for me to feel better. You know, I, it, it keeps me out of the darkness. It keeps me out of the pit. Like I've dealt with depression my whole life. You know, it's not something that ever really goes away. And anybody that says I used to be depressed. A lot of the times it's just that they've gotten their symptoms and everything under control now, you know, like it's something that's always there. It's just. It's not, it, it can gnaw its way back into your life. You know, all it's going to take is like one trigger and you're back into it. 
And with the second lockdown, like the first lockdown was okay up until about the last month of it because like I wasn't working and that that was brutal, right? Like it was just, I was spending a lot of time at home. I was doing nothing. I was just playing video games, watching TV. Um, like I was doing my courses and stuff like that, like taking courses, trying to like better myself and all that. But like it was just, I just felt useless, right? Then I went back to work and it felt good. And it was just like everything was kind of like different because you had to wear masks and there was like all these protocols and all that stuff. And it was great. And so there was a big change. So like there was like adjusting to that change. And then it started getting really busy. Then I started getting really down on myself. I started like sell too much negative self-talk. Okay. And when the second lockdown happened, I was so excited for it. I was so excited to get to t- spend time at home. That's fucked up. Like that's that that was the one thing that like to be like lazy or what? Yeah, I oh, wanted to, to be do lazy. Nothing. I couldn't wait to come home and just do nothing. Do nothing. 4 days in, dude. I woke up with my first ever panic attack. Like straight up anxiety attack. I have never had that in my life. Like I've been anxious. I've had moments that like I remember when I was in university, I was doing really bad in a couple of courses and I was at, at risk of getting kicked out of my program. And I remember I was in my parents' kitchen and I just like, everybody was asleep and I just sunk against one of the counters and I just like sat there and just was freaking out. Every part of me was shaking. But nothing as, like that was, that was child's play compared to what happened four days into the lockdown. Like you just woke up with this panic attack? Dude, I woke up like freaking dracula waking up out of the coffin i sat fully up in the middle of the night and like covered in cold sweat every part of my body was shaking and it was so bad that like my watch actually was like put a warning like because or sorry not my watch my whoop band there was like a little like blip that i like popped up on my phone and it recorded it as an activity because your heart rate was so high yeah it recorded it as a car like a like a workout yeah my heart rate went from like 70 while I was sleeping or like 65 or something like that, like really low heart rate. And it shot up to 185 and like 190. During Kimberly, I hit 180 once the entire race. Yeah. And it was when I was debating if I should fall, fall down and die. <laughs> like legitimately. Carried down my quad. Yeah. Like – I don't even know what the hell happened. And then it just got worse why, why and worse. Why did you have the panic attack? I don't know. I just had all just this accumulation stuff. of what, how yeah. you were thinking probably the days leading up to it. Yeah. And it was just like, and I didn't know what it was. So like it just, I sunk so deep into this depression. And like, it got to a point that I was like, I need to talk to someone, you yeah. know? Like, and I booked an appointment with a doctor and like, you know, I went and talked talk to them and like just to see what's going on and we're like oh well like that's like that's like an anxiety attack like we can put you on some medication and medication for me is a trigger yeah because when i was younger they had me on antidepressants and i was really bad especially in high school just because i was a bigger kid they had me on very strong antidepressants like adult antidepressants and yeah the shit's getting real right now um you know i want to hear yeah and I was, for about three years, I was on these antidepressants. And I remember one day I realized, I was like, man, my mood range is going between 
like at the lowest a four and at the highest a six. Someone could fall and die in front of me and it wouldn't go lower than a four. And I could win the lottery and it wouldn't go higher than a six. And I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? Blew me away. Like I was just terrified. I was like, oh my God, I'm a robot. It's like numb. Numb. I was numb to everything. I wasn't excited about sports. I wasn't excited about girls. I wasn't excited about anything, games, nothing. Anything that ever excited me in my life. I was just like the zombie. Like I was just like monotone. Like, yeah, my, my, I was laughing, joking. How old were you when this happened? Um, how old would you be in grade 10? Grade 10? Yeah. Well, when, when, when I noticed that it was grade 11. Okay. Yeah. High school years. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, I also have had many concussions in high school. So I had six concussions in high school. Playing football? Uh, football and rugby. And then one time running straight head first into the bleachers. Because I decided to do suicides after leg day. <laughs> Facing the bleachers. <laughs> Dude. This knocked myself out cold. It was great. Breaks I was out for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um, but yeah, like I... So, so... And I just stopped it. Like I just cold turkey stopped. I was like... I, I was terrified. I told my parents. I was like, I'm not touching these again. And they're like, okay, okay, calm down. Like, but... Like... I love my parents, but they were so worried about me the whole time too. So like when this happened, I told the doctor and they're like, yeah, we're going to put you back on medication. That's the instantly what came back to my mind. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't want to be on this shit. And that's their, that's their, exactly. It's easy. Like it's an easy fix. Next case. Exactly. Like, thanks for the money. Next. Like, it's like, yo man, like that's not what I need. They, they, here's the fun part. They referred me for um to talk to a therapist okay mm-hmm. they told me okay because of covid they're booking th- like for three weeks from now this was a month and a half ago i still haven't even been called for my appointment that's pretty helpful for i could have literally yeah. god forbid killed myself yeah who's who's to blame they were like oh well you know covid or he had a lot of problems like no motherfucker yeah. i could have just talked to someone and felt better yeah what changed? So they had me on medication. They first gave me this thing for 10 milligrams, for which is like a super low dose. It doesn't affect someone 100%. my size. Yeah. Um, I took it for 10 days. Okay. When it ended, I had another talk with my doctor. And she's like, okay, well, like, we'll have it for another month. We'll try for another month, see if it like affects your mood at all. I'm like, okay, fuck, okay, whatever. Like, I don't want to just, like, stop this cold turkey. I'm older now, and my body's not going to re- rebound as quickly. But I straight up told her, I was like, I don't want to be on this medication after this. Like, I'm straight up telling you. And she's like, okay, we can try different things. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> I don't fucking believe you. Um, right as it ended, I got the news that the gyms are opening. I shit you not, dude. And this was... Uh, actually, on the seventh day of this was when I told you about the Goggins challenge. And I was like, and then you were, yeah, because I knew the moment I told you, you were going to be like, let's do it. And I'll be like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Because I'm like, let's fucking do it. Because <laughs> we're just sa- savage like that. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Um, and then, and I just had this thing in my head. I'm like, 
the Goggins challenge, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, now I have something to to like look forward to, focus on. Yeah, like to yeah. take my attention off this all this crap that I'm like building around myself. Gym's open, man. I, God, man, you don't even understand. I was a different person after that one workout. Yeah. I worked out once yeah. for one hour yeah. for a whole week. Yeah. My entire mood changed. Yeah. I remember I went to work. Everyone's like, wow, you are in a really good mood. I'm like, damn, yeah. Like, yeah. And you're telling me you're working out is about getting big? Yeah, dude. My confidence, like, it's my, about that. the way I work, my patience, yeah. like, I did my best work. I have, yeah. in a matter of a week, I have like 20 new regulars because, like, it, it just I, I was just doing such good work because yeah. I was confident I was happy I felt good like my body felt alive again I was sore as hell yeah. like god I could barely walk I could barely get on the stool at work good <laughs> like, doms yeah. oh doms is a bitch doms <laughs> god damn doms somebody should draw a comic of like what doms would look like as a dude wearing like a freaking like uh, what was that uh, either like Ed Hardy or like do you remember like the old UFC brand like Affliction oh yeah like it's super shiny looking like yeah like wearing like, Affliction with like true religion jeans <laughs> and like faux hawk and like shade like, like, like oak oakly shades yeah that's doms <laughs> and he, like he, he always calls you bro what's <laughs> up bro how you doing bro bros and every anyways tangent but yeah so my whole thing with the Goggins challenge was just it it distracted me and it reminded me of my why it reminded me why I like doing this stuff and why I like putting myself through the misery. Like I am still hurting. I, I know you feel a lot mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. dude. I'm, I'm, I'm a hurting. Unit. Are still there. My foot's a little bit bruised, but it's getting better. Yeah. Like I am, I am a hurting unit right now, yeah. but like I still went back to the gym and trained. I still go like my coach had to literally pull the reins on me today and be like, Okay, the bar is moving slow right now. Like, you're not doing things the, no- the way you normally do. So, let's just take the weight off. We're going to go down a step. You need to okay. slow down on your recovery. Like, you're still not recovered. It's been like five, four days after the event. Like, you're still banged up. Yeah. But, man, when we finished and when we laid down on the turf at the gym and we're rolling out, quote unquote, rolling out, which was just basically laying there for 10 minutes and trying to, like, no energy yeah. I don't know, in that photo that I took, that smile on both of our faces, man, that says a million fucking words. Oh, yeah. Couldn't describe how you felt in that moment. Is the, not in the like picture. eating fish and quinoa out of the trunk of my car. Cold. And like, this guy eats food cold. Yeah, I'm a savage. <laughs> I don't like warm food. It weirds me out. Like, yo, warm leftovers reminds warm me that they're leftovers. I used to eat, I used to eat cold food because I, w- I wanted to eat the food, food quick because I was insecure about eating. Oh shit, dude! In junior high. <laughs> oh, dude, dog. There, there's so much to unpack there. I, I, I know. I would just like kind of like, cause I have like Persian food too, right? Cause my mom would make me food. Oh yeah. I like. Oh yeah. Like, cause Yo, the microwave. Got... You're standing by the microwave. And people know you're eating, even though it's lunchtime. Everybody's eating. You're like, no. Oh, you didn't want to be that kid eating at the microwave. I used to wear vests. Yo, I so did Anybody I. Anybody who went to junior high with Yo. me can vouch for this. I used to wear vests in school to hide my pine cone titties. That's <laughs> why so you got such nice pecs now. You fucking did probably a million push-ups. Yeah, get rid of those. Like, you're not going pine back. cone titties. Pine cone titties. Yeah, that, oh, that came back. Yo, I'm going to get you a shirt that just has two pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. This is shit. Like, it's funny now. But damn. 
Yeah, you laugh about it now. That's, that's fuel, man. Yeah. That's that, that's that fucking that's fire. That's the devil. That's what we're talking about. Like, yeah. tap into that darkness. Yeah. I mean, darkness comes in different levels. Like, there's other stuff. I'm Embrace sure we'll the get, suck. We'll get personal at some that's, level, but yeah. yeah. That's, some point, that's it, man. Embrace the, the suck. The suck yeah. is there to remind you why you're doing shit. Yeah. You can, like, cave into it, which is not going to help anybody. And yeah. today, it's just going to be you, you against you. Or you can just be like, fuck be, that. Yeah, just be goddamn sad. Fuck that. That's not what I'm like. I have one life. Yeah. That's not going to be what I'm going to be, like, described as. That's not going to fuck that. Yeah. Legacy, man. Yeah. I don't. Have you seen Troy, the movie? I don't think so. Ah, oh, shit. So, there's one scene that right at the beginning of the movie... Brad Pitt, he plays Achilles. He's like asleep in a tent with a bunch of chicks, of course, because he's a, you know, Achilles, the badass oh. warrior. Anyways, so the armies are like about to face off, and then the kings are like, okay, let's just do this the old school way so not all of our people die. We'll bring both of our champions, the champions fight, whoever wins basically wins the battle, okay? And we'll just hand over the, the scepter of power, whatever the hell it is. So the other group like brings out this giant, just massive dude covered in scars, has like all these air, like uh, spears and shit, just like big dude, like jump bigger than everybody else, like seven feet tall. And then hit the Greek army just like standing there, or the army of Agamemnon, who's the king. Um, he's the king of Greece, but his brother is also the king of Sparta. Anyways, and he's just like stands there and he's like, okay. And he, like, calls Achilles. So, Achilles! No answer. They're like, where the fuck is this guy? Like, there's he didn't come to the battle? What the shit? Where is he? So, they send this kid, this messenger, to go find him. And he, like, goes and grabs him. And, like, wakes him up. And then he's like, yeah, they're at the battle. They need you. So, he's like, oh, shit. So, he's, like, he's literally hung over. Just banged a couple of chicks. And, like, just, like, it's like one of those moments. Yeah. And, okay? Like, gets up, puts on his armor. And he's, like, getting on his horse. And the kid jumps on, or he jumps on the horse, and the kid's like giving him his helmet. He's like, he's like the guy you're fighting. I would never want to fight him. And he looks at him. He's like, that's why no one will remember you. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Savage, <laughs> to a little <laughs> kid. I know, I know. I like that. But like that's that stuck sound. with me, yeah. right? That's and why like, no one will remember you. Yeah, because it's just hard like, shit. You gotta stand out. Exactly. Like. No one can break boat crew too. Yeah. That's what Goggin says. Like, who's gonna carry the boats? Yeah, who's gonna who's, carry the boat? Yeah, Goggin's back on the log. Back on the log. The dude had broken legs. Wrapping out bench. Yeah. This guy's like doing rep yeah. after rep. Means like just means burnt out. Any other normal human would just yeah. Like, who's gonna carry the boats? And he like wraps out another ten. Yeah, the dude's a savage man. Yeah, that's, that's all talk. It is. Next level. Yeah, like, that guy is so in his head. That guy. Yeah, if I were to meet him. I would want to ask him because someone like that that has like that level of like he doesn't listen to music when he runs or anything. No, no, he thinks it's cheating. Yeah, yeah. See, that's like hard. Like, see, yeah. But but a lot of pro runners, like high level runners, they actually don't run with music because it's their way of meditating. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's that it's the rhythmic steps. They they count steps. They count their actual steps. Yeah. To be honest with you, lately I've been uh, not listening to music when I work out. I've actually been doing that. I too. put my headphones in, but I don't put music. Yo, on. the game changes when the headphones come off. You're I not have distracted. A way better workout when I don't listen to music. Yeah, because I can a listen to my breathing, mm-hmm. which if I'm listening to music, and two, I'm not even listening to music really. I'm like, kind of like tuning in between sets. I'm not yeah. focused on, but I have way better workout. Yeah. Um, 
It's the little things you learn as you get older, eh? Little things you like learn as you've been doing this for like years. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Um, what I was saying is, I would want to ask David. Like when he has soft talk like that, there's something that's like popping up, like a visual in his head. There's something he's seeing. Yeah. I would want to know what that is. Because it's not just about words. It's not like. It's not like who carries it's it's what that defines. It's like that one moment. Yeah. Can't break both crew too, man. It's that one moment yeah. when he did say that that it meant like it's yeah. the whole picture around those that phrase. It's not just about words. Otherwise we just say the same words and all of a sudden we feel like superpower. Yeah. But that's the kind of shit you'd never understand. You'll never understand. No. No. Unless you try it. Unless you try to see you try to fight your own demons, man. Yeah. Like everyone has their own. I think we, we, I think we both do, man. Like when we do our, the, oh, our we hard do. shit, when we hit that bl- brick wall, the only thing that pushes us through that brick wall is whatever that demon is in the back of our heads. Yeah. And like, it's it's personal. Like I'm 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 not one that like l- wants to know about people's demons because yeah. like, demons are are a really good bad friend that reminds they're, they're you why necessary. you do good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's. I wouldn't be here without my demons. Mm. I wouldn't be here without my flaws. Yeah. And every day is a work to progress and get better because of those flaws. Yeah. And I would never want to be perfect. Perfect's fucking boring, man. Never going to reach it. I love doing shit I suck at. God, I look for stuff I suck at. I literally am like looking around right now. Yeah. Like I used to shoot my bow like and do archery. Haven't done it in a while. Can't wait to go back because I'm going to be so terrible. Yeah, and it's just like fall in love with the progress. Yeah, of just going back and doing the same thing. Yeah, taking another crack. Incremental little progress in there. Little mental wins. Yeah, that's what working out does, especially first thing in the morning or just anything. It's just like it's little little tiny wins. Yeah. Oh man, there's a. He's a Navy general, and I think it's it's at the Texas University graduation. He gives a speech. Why you should always, or why making your bed will make you successful in life. Making your bed every single day. And the gist of it is, if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you make your bed, you've already achieved something. Mm. For the rest of your day, even if you get nothing done, you at least finish one task. And everything, so you had your first win. Your first win is finishing, like doing your bed. And then everything else after that falls into place eventually. Momentum. Exactly. And I know you've read this book, uh, Atomic Habits. Dude, habit stacking. Habit stacking is so legit. It's brilliant. I'm just pissed why I haven't read this book earlier. Like, why? Like, it's actually pretty. I, it, I'm surprised. I thought you, you, it, you already read it. No. It's one of those books I've like, just always but, um, thought about. No, it's... I actually no. I, that's that's a lie. I, it's actually not. I'm actually not surprised because a, a lot of times I think people have read Atomic Habits, but in reality they've re- read the, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, which in itself is a pretty good book. But Atomic Habits, everybody looks at it because they think atomic. Oh, atomic bomb. Yeah. Nope. No. The atom. Yeah. Yeah. Teeny teeny little changes. Yeah. I would probably like if I had to recommend one book. Like just one can't hurt me by David Goggins. 
Atomic Habits. Oh, God, I have lots of love for David Goggins, but I would probably say Atomic Habits first. Yeah, true, true. It's a, it's, because it's, it's so relatable. Book. Yeah. It talks about how you break your bad habits. It talks about how you... you, you how you even develop habits. How you develop habits, yeah. how you go about breaking bad habits, not just, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you probably tried that before. We all have. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. How to, like, understand how habits are formed. It's just, again, yeah. the mentality behind it, why your brain does it. It's super. And the way he, like, again, I listen to the Audible, so it's, it's a little bit more fun. But, yeah, the way he explains it, it's just it's easy to follow along. It's, it's not boring. It's not dry. It's super good book. Yeah. Highly recommend. But yeah. How is that? Should we cut it out of this? Yeah. 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 Drink a lot of water. Yeah, so did I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Two and a half hours. Almost. Damn. First podcast, brother. Nicely done. Cheers, man. That was good, man. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do this for sure more. Because this can. Yeah. I can see us. Yeah, you were recording the whole time. Yeah, uh, I'm really hoping because I may have ran out of memory. At one point, I looked over. I was like, "Oh shit, this thing may have actually ran out of memory." Yeah, but other than that, that is us, Kia and Shion signing off. Thanks, Thanks for uh, listening, everyone.